I used to love that movie. Please don't remake this. I have such fond memories of that film. Please don't remake this. Hey, Hollywood, if you want to be smart, just hire some writers to make some new art. And after our heart to heart, go make a new start. Please, God, please, God. Don't ruin my childhood. Please don't remake this. Please don't remake this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Please Don't Remake This, the movie podcast where my guest of the week and I get nostalgic and talk about one of our favorite childhood movies. I'm Lauren Mosier, and today I have with me a multi-hyphenate artist of the highest caliber, if I do say so myself. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> a former classmate of mine from SU, we both graduated MT 2019, woot woot, shout out to the 2019 <laughs> drama class, miss you guys so much. See you never. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh my god. And very good friend, Emma Vealbig. Hello. Hi, what's up? <laughs> oh, you know, just, <laughs> we were just talking about this before we recorded about how, like, all of us are just kind of at that, like, fine stage. We're fine. Yeah, we're like, how are you really? Yeah. 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 So, that's me and you, <laughs> same. <laughs> I find I find it's important to ask people these days, how are you today? Not yes. how are you. How are you in this moment? And I'm not very good at it. I keep saying I'm going to, like, get better at, at saying that specifically. But it's in the back of my mind. Yeah. I just... To, uh, explain to my boyfriend the other day about how um, I really hate when people say are you okay versus how are you um, oh. or like how are you feeling because are you okay implies that that's the answer you're hoping for like if a person asks you are you okay they're hoping you'll say yeah Wait, I'm fine who asks who asks you that well like if you're in trouble or if you're overwhelmed with stuff or like things are kind of crazy you know how like, oh. usually your go-to response is oh my god are you okay and the thing is, is, like, that's usually, like, the response that the person wants, you know? Because, like, it would make their yes. job a lot easier <laughs> if, if you said, I thought yeah, you I'm meant fine. that someone in, I thought you meant, like, someone in general, when they're, like, greeting you, is like, hey, are you okay? I mean, sometimes that's... I have that look on my face. Instead of, you know how some people have, like, resting bitch face or things like that? Yes. I have, like, resting end of the world face, where sometimes oh. I just kind of look like I'm looking into the void. And mm, my yes. boyfriend calls me out on it. I've had friends who have photographic evidence of that happening <gasps> to me, where I just look like I'm staring into the void, and it's wow. rough. And so I get that question sometimes, genuinely. I also have really dark under-eye circles sometimes, so people have literally asked me if I've been punched, because they're okay, so Okay, but purple. that's a that's a makeup <laughs> trend now. That's a makeup trend. So people you're having doing purple well. under-eye bags? Really? Yes, I saw some fucking talk tick, whatever, was like... <laughs> It was like, it was like, look at this new makeup trend. Oh, look for all of us that now have naturally dark circles. Now we're like fitting in and we don't have to do our makeup. And like, I just, I didn't, I don't understand. But apparently, because I have them too. We all have them. Yeah. You know, that, I guess uh, we're sounds, doing well. That sounds rough. Like, like <laughs> embrace your, like embrace your natural under eye circles. But why the fuck should you accentuate them? Like, no, people were literally except like putting eyeshadow under their eyes. It's like some top fashion top model thing. I don't. Are they know, trying to look understand. like Rue from Euphoria or something after she has a bad trip? Like, what kind? Yeah, of... but 
I mean, basically, we all just we all just experienced a bad trip via 2019 and 2020, or no, 2020 and 2021. I so, include uh, graduating from college in 2019 as a bad year. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's all, it's truly just everything. And you know what? It's funny. It's like they said, people told me that were above me in age, you know, after college graduation, it's all downhill. Oh, I really didn't God. understand. I really didn't understand just how downhill. It's, it's downhill. Fine. You know it's what? downhill for a little while. Maybe I'm trying to be an optimist a little bit too much. Toxic positivity, but I feel like it can't go downhill for too long, right? We'll hit no, rock bottom. No, you know eventually. what? We've we've been so shitty for the last year and a half. Like it, we need some positivity. You're right, and I'm thank you. I'm gonna work on that as well. Yeah. Woo! Positivity. Uh, up top with this episode. So, uh, now we'll talk to, about the movie. So, yes. <laughs> so we are talking today, hopefully y'all read the title of the episode, but we are talking today about the one, the only, The Princess Diaries 2. Uh, this Woo! is, I think, wait, I just realized, I think this is the first sequel I'm finally featuring on the podcast. I think. OMG, fun. Yeah, so okay. this is cool. We're, we're, um, we're popping that cherry. Why did I say that? Why did I think that was good? <laughs> I liked it. Oh, I liked you. it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have, I do have some virginity talk in this. That'll be fun. Um, Ooh. so yeah, Princess Diaries 2, uh, and why this movie, so specifically why this movie is because I wanted to do this movie for a while since doing Princess Diaries with Jacob Stebley. And mm-hmm. Emma, you posted videos of watching this movie and I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. So I just instantly messaged you and I was like, hi, one, I need you on the podcast and two, can we do this movie? <laughs> and you think I am said so yes. glad. I am so glad you asked me. So, for those who don't know, I was watching this the other day, stoned out of my mind. <laughs> That's and the only way to watch was, this. It's the only way to watch half of these movies as we're adults and like, because you notice all these really important things, which we'll get into later. But I was so glad. I, I don't even know why I wanted to watch it. I mean, like, obviously, like, um, fan favor of the first and the second. And yeah. I you were talking about on the first one about how, like, you can quote this movie by heart. It's like the thing between you, your mom, and your sister, and that's like me. My mom and I also have the connection with these movies. So oh, any any like any like eight year old girl when they came out, like I feel like I don't want to. This was the but... perfect eight year old movie, and I'm glad you mentioned yes. that because I was gonna say that this this is probably the first movie I remember as a kid that I remember every detail about it since I watched it for the first time yes. in theaters. Like, it is one of those mm. formative movies where you're like, this is how I define my generation. I saw Princess Diaries 2 in theaters. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so, and, like, the first and the second equally. Yeah. Like, uh, details-wise. Um, I wanted to I wanted to tell you, I think this would just be a funny story. It's very short for the podcast. Go but for it. The reason, the reason I watched the first movie in general is because I had some fucking eye infection at, like, seven years old. Oh, no. And my parents, I had to have eye drops. And I was a little bitch as a child, so I just refused to put the <laughs> eye drops in. So I specifically remember my father coming in, and they were about to pin me down to put the eye drops in. And my mom pulls out the DVD of Princess Diaries. Oh, my God. And she goes, she goes, Emma, if you, I think it had come out in theaters, and I, like, really wanted the DVD. She's like, if you let us put these in your eyes you will get this DVD of Princess Diaries. And I, I was like, okay. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay. And thus, thus the passionate love began. <laughs> That's amazing. I love, I love these former stories about parents bribing their children, you know? Like, I remember, the, really the only one that I can perfectly remember with my parents is when I got my ears pierced when I was 9, 10. 10, I think. Oh, young. And, yeah, yeah, pretty young. And my mom was very much, like, against having ears pierced when you're, like, very, very young, like a baby. So mm-hmm. she wanted my sister mm-hmm. and I to decide, which then she regretted years later, because she was, because my sister didn't get her ears pierced till she was, like, 25. Oh, gosh. And my mom was like, I hate this. <laughs> so <laughs> I was getting my ears pierced, and my mom had promised me if I could, like, just put up with it, you know, and, like, not be too afraid or whatever, she would take me to Toys R Us. And... Uh, Classic. I got my ears pierced. It was a horrible experience because the doctor made a joke about giving me a nose ring if I moved my head and I was traumatized. <gasps> and I oh. never saw that doctor again. I told my mom that day, I was like, we're <sighs> never seeing her again as my doctor. My mom was like, okay. And we switched pediatricians. But um, she took me to Toys oh R Us and kept her promise and I got a toy out of it. And that is the, the only time right now that I can think of that my parents bribed me. They were pretty good about trying not to do that. They knew... <laughs> They spoiled me enough as it is in other ways. I don't know. I right, think they knew right. bribing would have just made it worse. Bribing kids is like it's it's a quick fix, I feel like. It I works don't know. it works in the right situations where like I think about like Keith and his kids and when like when they get injured is when I think bribing is like the most effective to help mm. them like see the future. Because in those yes. moments, their life is over. Like, they are dying. Yes. And sometimes... They are dying. Yeah. Sometimes it helps to it's give ridiculous. them a little bit of perspective about, like, if you go through this, like, you are going to have that ice cream bar when you get home. I promise. And that just helps yep. just a little bit, you know? It, it gets Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I Yeah. The, the kids I nanny are the same way. If she literally falls, like... Point one centimeter from the air to the earth. She's like, I can't go on with the life. It's like, yes. I'm such a, t- I'm such a toughie as far as, as I think I will be as a parent. I'm like, just get over it. <laughs> it's not good. You're right. The, oh, yeah. I'm not ready to be a parent. We just talked about that. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I mean, and like we said, like nobody's ever ready to be a parent. That's the secret. No. That's nobody tells no. you. You're never ready. Um, okay. So this movie, whoops. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, for me, this movie, I remember seeing it in theaters, I remember it being on TV literally every week on Disney Channel or ABC Family, and this was just the movie that we watched over and over again, and I remember as a kid liking this movie more than the first one, and it's fascinating to me how, as an adult, I like the first one way more than this one now, like, that's just, like... Oh, do you? Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll kind of get into it with, I think most of my spicy hot takes kind of address it, like, why I... Mm -hmm appreciate the first one more. I kind of hint at it a lot, so I'm just going to be like a prick tease and just like teasing at why this movie isn't and why. as good for me. But we'll, yeah, we'll get I to think it. I, I think I like the second one more, and I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just that it was so, especially when we were young, it was so like fun and different than the first, or it just felt like, it literally this just one? felt like a leg up from the first. So I was like, oh my God, I love this one. And like there's so many more iconic things that like also don't make any sense and maybe that's why subconsciously I loved it as I was young and now that I'm an adult I really love it because I'm just like this is batshit nuts this movie is no sense this movie is literally a completely different cinematic universe like they're not even in the same 
world at all. Even the movies, like, no. the look of the movies look different. Like, the, the, the colors, camera the colors. quality, the yes. colors are so different, and I don't know how that's possible, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, we will talk about all the dirty details. Um, so, going into the stats for the movie, 2004, mm-hmm. picture it, Emma and I were respectively seven and eight, and uh, probably handfuls, Our prime. which is okay. Our prime. <laughs> oh, I was such a brat as a child. That was definitely my weakest moment. Um, yep, me ra- too. <laughs> Yay! Woo! Shout out to brats. Um, rated G, which is appropriate. Um, could have been a little bit more adult, in my opinion. Uh, I felt like this movie, yeah. literally one of my notes at one point was like, this movie was made for five-year-olds. Like, it is so dumbed down in some ways. It's just yes. weird. Um, of course, it, based on the series by Meg Cabot, Cabot, I'm not actually sure, Oh, Cabot. I have to talk, we have to talk about her later. Oh, really? What about her? Well, I read the books in middle school, <gasps> but the oh. only reason I read the books is because there's a ton of sex in them. Wait! Like, oh my, <laughs> what? What? This? Wait, what? Do you want to, do you want to talk about this now Right or later? now, right now. Okay, okay, so... I, obviously, these came out when we were, like, before 10, so then in middle school, I really got into reading, still a big reader, and I would go to the library, and a common theme, naturally, for Emma Vielbeck, is I would, and any horny young child, is I would look for books that had sex in them, because I was curious, and my parents weren't going to tell me about it. Yeah. So, along came Meg, I think it's Cabot, I'm pretty sure. I think but it's Cabot. D- don't quote me. Um, and I, I found, like, a, a random book that wasn't Princess Diaries, realize there's a theme here. Meg Cabot likes to... And, and if, of course, it's written for, like... I would say it should not have been in the library for, like, middle school girls, but it's, like, 14, 15. And that then I age realized, where you're like, ooh, boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, it's For those all of like, us who are straight, sorry. That, yeah. <laughs> obviously, that's so I mean, heteronormative. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's questionable. Um, and and she... It's not like she got into into detailed details, but it's all the stuff that, like, leads up to the details and, like, from a f- young female's perspective of questioning. So, anyways, the then I realized, oh, my God, this bitch wrote the Princess Diaries book. So, I'm like, where are they? So, I read them, and it's a series. It's not, like, one and two. It's, like, a it's like a um, long series, and I kind of don't remember where the series ends because I think at one point I got bored, and I was like, well, I know how the movie ends, so whatever. <laughs> but, but in the diary, like... Um, I don't even remember if the girl's name is Mia. Like, I think the movie really changed the Actually, books. I do think the character's name is different. I could have sworn Jacob and I talked I think about it that, that the character's name actually is different. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. She talks so, it's all her internal dialogue of, like, imagining, like, her her sexual escapades that oh she God. could be having. I just, there's a lot, it's a lot of, like, sexual talk in her books. Anyways, so, like, that's why I would never have, like, really been seeking out the books um after i saw the movies but once i realized that meg cabot has a theme um i sought them out so you know if any young teenagers listening um go seek your education via meg cabot and princess diaries that is crazy to me see you want to hear like this (laughs) i i took way too far of a leap when it came to smut reading um i jumped straight from reading like series, like, super, like, humdrum kind of things, you know, like, basic, like, YA novels to all of a sudden reading, like, Fifty Shades of Grey when I was, like, 16, 17. And I think about that now, and I'm like, yikes! Like, what was I... 
what the fuck, you know? Like, I had, I really should have eased myself in just a little you bit You went in more. there raw. You went in there raw. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Sorry, oh but you God. did. I love that I can rely on you for these jokes. I feel like most of the time I'm so filthy on this podcast. I'm glad I have somebody to help people. Well, it's about to get filthier, baby. Oh and this movie is like so G-rated. It's going to be funny trying to talk about sex in this movie too. No, but there like, are parts that are like that are like really really steamy. I don't know. Yep. Chris, maybe it's just cuz I'm an adult and Chris Pine and I just want to have sex with him. I think Chris Pine is my first in like um you know it's funny. I've talked about on other episodes about how much I have crushes on animated characters and like as a kid that was like most of my childhood crushes was animated characters. I think mm. Chris Pine might have been my first human crush. I think that that. I think that was the beginning which really set the tone for my type as I grew up and like (laughs) really set the bar high that every boy failed and excluding Keith so of course well also Chris Pine like kind of sucks in this movie too but you know I think I don't think he's that bad in this movie I think his character is just (laughs) very very uh plain like they give him like almost nothing to work with he's a plain Jane in this yeah. Um, we'll talk about it. We gotta, yes, we, we will. So, um, 2004, picture it. Um, all the butterfly clips. Uh, and the limited two. Um, <laughs> it was directed by Gary Marshall. Uh, classic. Uh, written by, classic. uh, Meg Cabot, the series, and then, but the screenplay was written by Shonda Rhimes, which still blows my mind that she wrote this, because I'm like... I know! She's contributed a lot to television, and I am in awe of her, and I appreciate her so much, but this movie, I really hope she didn't write... Like, you know, it's her name, but I really hope it was producers who wrote this and not her. Because I'd be really disappointed if I knew that 95% of the script was her writing. It just wouldn't make sense. It it wouldn't make sense. sense. It's, like, not great. So I I just, I don't blame her. I blame producers that I don't know their names. Uh Um, And then the cast is as follows. Anne Hathaway, Julie Andrews. I wrote Julie with an exclamation point. Julie! Uh, Chris (laughs) Pine, the the young, uh, incomparable Chris Pine. Um, Hector mm-hmm. Elizondo, uh, Callum Blue, who plays Andrew Jacoby. Yes. Um, oh. I know, right? I had a crush on him, too. I actually, I think when I was a kid, it was like, I was always, any uh, any given day, I either liked one or the other. But it was never like Well, he's like, the they paint that, they paint his, the stereotype of like, Chris Pine is the bad boy that like, looks like the scruffy bad boy that we all for some, not we all, I don't want to generalize, I am immediately attracted to mm-hmm. with chest hair. And then, <laughs> and then Andrew is like the, just the good egg that you, that you, just like Anne Hathaway, just like fucking Mia didn't end up wanting because there's no goddamn spark. You don't have the spark with the good egg. You have the spark with, with the sociopath. Well, he does have the spark with Lady Alyssa. So oh, we have to talk about that. Yes, we will. Cause I bring them up later, um, in one of the categories, but I, I feel like he, you know what's funny is I feel like this movie did a lot of damage in terms of teaching uh, straight or bi or pan girls how to uh, like toxic people more than uh, the the good ones. Of course. (laughs) This movie did a lot of damage, um, and that includes their characters. Um, Also starring John Rhys-Davies as the uncle, Heather Matarazzo, Kathleen Marshall, Mm -hmm. Uh, Raven Simone in this movie for <laughs> almost no, for basically no reason. Stan Lee in this movie for no reason. No and, reason. And, uh, Kim Thompson, who plays Elsie, the reporter, um, 
Yeah. Ugh, Elsie, that bitch. I know, we'll get to her with the literal worst. <laughs> literal worst? She's on my... Okay, I gotta stop yes. yelling. Okay, okay, okay let's sorry. move into the superlatives. So we have Best Dynamic Duo, which this was kind of hard to answer. So I have, uh, like, two runner-ups up, and then I have, like, a clear favorite. So the runner's up, starting mm-hmm. with Andrew and Lady Alyssa. Uh, oh, okay. I love their little, like, meet-cute when... Um, when Mia and Nicholas are fighting and Lady Alyssa just butts in and she's just like, I think they're going to do the my horse is bigger than your horse thing and it's so they go off together. It's so weird, that moment. But it's like, don't you see as Mia, don't you? And, and, um, Viscount, um, yeah, as Nicholas, why, don't you see, like, this chemistry and do you care? I don't know. I guess they don't care. I think, well, they d- both don't care about their person in the moment. So, yeah, they definitely don't care. Um, and then I love that the, we get the payoff later in the in the movie at the very end when we see them together, Andrew yes. and Lady Lisa, and I it just makes me happy because I'm like, oh, thank God! Like I'm glad that <laughs> at least somebody was like smart, you know, about yes. the appropriate couple. Uh, my other honorable mention is Lily and the young, and the screaming guard. Fucking Kip, Kip Kelly, Kip Kelly. I love the two of them so much. They're so fucking funny together. They're really cute. It's nice to see a softer side of Lily in those moments. Yes, where she like has like feelings <laughs> that aren't just like rage. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you can Absolutely. also complain that her character is a little one dimensional too. I mean, I go off on her in the first episode that I did on um the Princess mm-hmm. series about how awful mm-hmm. of a person she is. She really redeems yeah. herself in this movie. In some ways. She Other does. ways, she aids and abets Mia's horrible behavior and cheating, and I don't, as a best friend, you should. It's also, it's also the writing. Like, I, I remember this movie, her character, they don't, they, you're, they make her one-dimensional. They also don't give her a lot to do. Like, yeah. in the second movie, she's supposed to, like, she shows up, and she's supposed to be, like, helping plan this wedding for Mia, but you don't really ever see her do anything. She's just, like, on the side writing in a fucking notebook the entire time. I don't know what she's writing down. <laughs> and, like, flirting with Sergeant Kip Kelly. But they are they are on... They were my, um, they were my second in line for the dynamic duo. Um, Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah, and then my top but, one is, of course, Clarice and Joe. Because... Oh, still? Okay, 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 okay. Oh, yeah, because, like, I... You know, I thought to myself about Mia and Nicholas... But the thing is, is they, Nicholas gets into it first to, like, steal the crown. So that's, like, really bad intentions. And then even when they do fall for each other, it's so complicated, and they're both, like, so awful to the people around them. It's hard. Like, I'm happy at the end of the movie that they finally, like, admit their feelings for each other, and, like, it seems like they're gonna get together. But at the (laughs) same time, I'm like, I feel obligated not to root for them. Because when, like, Mia runs off with him the night before, the two nights before her wedding, I'm like, I literally wrote in my notebook, I was like, this is literally cheating. Like, what are you- What the fuck? What is your plan? I wrote as one of my notes. I was like, what's her plan long term? Like, is she planning while she's married to Andrew for the rest of her life, she's just gonna cheat with other people to, like- No, this is literally the crown. This is literally- There's so many, there's so many similarities between, uh, the monarchy and, and the fucking Genovia fake-ass monarchy. <laughs> there's so, there's so many. It's so funny. Yeah, but yeah, seriously. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's great. It's like, and also, like, they didn't even, uh, Nicholas and Mia didn't even come on my radar for Dynamic Duo, I guess just because there's so many other iconic and more interesting duos in this movie. Yeah, what did, um, who did you list? I just, well, immediately the maids. Oh, I put, I, wait, my I notes. Totally I put, wow, accurate. 
not even like as like a as like a romantic duo, just a duo. <laughs> the maids and I wrote, obviously, are they on cocaine? Question mark. Are they okay? Question mark. Because they they're incredible. They're like sh- sh- showbiz galore, like comedic physical comedy to the T. Love them, but I think they're a little coked out. I'm I'm just not sure what's going on with them they I think I don't know what that bit was supposed to do like I don't know <laughs> exactly was it just supposed to show how like Mia's so grounded and so she doesn't need mates like she's a cool it's girl. just weird like, though because yeah like obviously I don't I don't love that like the writing makes them out to be these like dumbass that's why I write like they my my reasoning is like they have to be on drugs because they can't <laughs> they just they they're so dim-witted which is like kind of annoying but also I love them (laughs) yeah I love them too like the scene I have is one of my favorite quotes the scene quotes the scene where uh Brigitte runs into the room and she's like Brigitte I found her and she's like Brigitte I'm not here and she goes yeah uh oh wait it wasn't her it was a ghost it was a ghost Gets me so good. every time. And that moment, and then also when they rescue Mia from getting caught from by Clarice, yes. the, uh, are the saving graces. Also, the, the skit that they do at the party is <laughs> adorable and hilarious. Adorable. Adorable. Yeah. Like, they're just so... Honestly, like, the even if, even if there's no answer to why they're, like, kind of dim-witted idiots, the writing for them is, like, maybe one of the best. Cause they're just fun. It's just fun and, like funny um yeah Yeah. and then and then I also just said Lily yeah I said or Lily before I before I could remember his name I was like because he doesn't actually he doesn't ever say his name the sergeant until the very end he's like sergeant Kim Kelly at the royal guard (laughs) um and so I wrote Lily and the yelling sergeant because you're right it's like you you finally get to see you get to see an unsure side of Lily like when yeah a hopeful side She's so hopeful in those moments. It's so refreshing. Yes. It is refreshing. Yes. Yes. But at the at the end of the long hard day, I still love Clarice and Joe so much. And it makes me so happy that at the end of this movie, if there's going to be a marriage, the fact that they get married is get together. Thank God. Which I also have spicy hot takes on their marriage. So I'll get into that later too. Oh yes, yes. They're so they're so charming and also like steamy. Yes, they are. Like they're honestly the sexiest part of the movie, I think. When they start dancing together to the like salsa arrangement, I was like, oh uh, um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's okay. hot it's it, it hot. is hot yes. like what like that it, it's it's a moment that doesn't need to be hot but they did that for us you know yes they did yes they did <laughs> they knew they knew our they knew they're like these eight-year-olds will one day be 23 and 24 <laughs> and living in a pandemic and we'll need to <laughs> we'll need to watch this movie to feel alive again literally oh fuck man Ooh, getting older okay um now we move into Class Clown, which I have, uh, again, honorable mentions and the clear winner. So uh, my first one is laughing at the movie rather than with the movie is my big mm. takeaway from watching this. Like, I find laughing at the movie and how absurd it is is what I laugh most at. Like, Keith was sitting next oh. to me while I watched it. And I was laughing at the movie so much. Because it was oh, trying so, much. so hard to be funny. And then it was just awkward so much at the time. So that's a special shout out to that. Uh, another honorable mention <laughs> is the choir director at the wedding because, and this is a shout yes! out to my mom, 
Because that's my mom's favorite part in the movie. It gets her in this fit of giggles every time. That is so cute and so sweet. Because she looks so distressed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so distressed. So distressed. <laughs> and I just love to watch my mom get so kick, get such a kick out of that Aww. woman, like leaning on the leaning on the the. Pedestal, the stand. Yeah, the music stand and like, oh, like huffing out. Like my mom just gets so hype about it. And so that oh, that part always makes me laugh because I'm like, oh, I love watching this with my mom because she just gets so hype that's, about it. And then the winner, cute. the winner for me is Hector Elizondo because most, <gasps> most of the humor in this is just like forced way too much. But his dry mm-hmm. style of comedy, every line he says is funny in this movie. Every single yes. line. And if it weren't for him in this movie, I feel like I would hate this movie. Like, he balances it for me really? to remind me. Yeah. He balances it for me to remind me that this is supposed to be real, like, reality. Like the first one. Because the movie is, w- the first movie is way more realistic than this one. And he helps keep... Yeah things calm and like on like on a certain path it keeps the movie and moving that's just forward. his character yeah and that's it's just, just his, his character. character too joseph is just like a sane mind with like a sexy appeal and a loving heart <laughs> if i if i were to do the threes that is that is how i would describe describe him yeah exactly what are yours what are your class clowns i put well <laughs> fucking gretchen the viscount's Oh, housemaid. the housemaid. Oh, Gretchen, Gretchen, mainly because because of at the end when she's watching the Viscount be pulled away <laughs> yeah. from the wedding and she stuffs her goddamn popcorn <laughs> in his seat. That's also actually, that's funny. I didn't even think about it until you just said that. That's also a mom moment for me because my mom loves, that's really funny. I didn't think about that until now. My mom loves that, loves oh. that moment. Um, <laughs> the popcorn stuffing. Yeah. Um, I also just feel like she's just, she's just, if you watch her closely, as when you haven't of any other time, any of the interactions, she's not in that many scenes, but any of the interactions, you could tell she just hates her fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> she hates her fucking job. She hates the fucking Viscount when she makes these faces at him that like, you really have to be watching to see. But, like, anything she says, she's just like, ugh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then at the very end, then she's like, she's like, Go, take the bike. Take the bike for Nicholas. As <laughs> yeah. if he's supposed to take this. She's like, no. And the way she talks, I don't know. She just, and her red hair, it's just the whole thing. It's like a beautiful picture of this, like, just awesome, awesome, fun, I don't know, yeah. quirky character. I yeah. love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's I totally awesome. see that. That was an easy one for me. I just put her. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, cool. Um, now we move into the literal worst, which this is one of those movies where I feel like the answers are pretty obvious, but I also have a spicy hot take answer. Mm-hmm. So we start with, for me, I start with Elsie, the reporter. Yes. Um, Hate her. What a bitch. Like, she's... <laughs> What of it? She's awful. Like, and the fact that I read as one of my notes, like, why after she's released that video of Mia at the lake with um with Ugh. Nicholas, how is she allowed back into the castle to report on the wedding? Like, why would they I let her? Know. They don't have to let her after know. she did that. She, she sucks, and I hate her eggs. Yeah, <laughs> you know she probably smells so bad because if she's constantly cooking eggs, like that's that yes. she must reek like reek. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> she's fucking awful. 
Um, oh, Jesus. Um, and then, of course, the one of the probably the most obvious one in the movie. I have two. Uh, two more. Uh, the most obvious one, of course, is the Viscount, the uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, because, mm-hmm. like, duh. The whole movie. The second he says, um, you know, he tells Mia, like, somebody might try to take it. And, and you're like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and then he's like, someone like me. I laughed out loud because, like, like that was that was what I found so funny laughing at the movie. So I was like, they're trying yes. so hard. Even the music comes in with, like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you're like, like what? Like, they can't make up their mind on the style of this movie. Like, yes. this, they just could not make up their mind. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they go, like, super cheesy, and then other times they'll really, like, sit in the reality of it. And I'm like, pick one, guys. Just pick one, right. please. Well, and Anne Hathaway is, like, a, a decent actress in this movie. So her moments are, like, really real, I think, in certain parts. Like, really real and authentic and genuine. And then you have the, the, like, moments like the Viscount and the music and the... Yeah, yeah like, I think about, like, the Mia who's at the ball and like the whole ball sequence when they're making fun of like all the dancers and then the yeah. Mia at the lake with um, Nicholas when she finds out that they're being recorded and how dropped in she is and how authentic she is in that moment and I'm like see I wish we had more of that lake scene in this movie yeah. I wish it was a little bit more realistic but sometimes it just goes too far uh, and then yeah. funny enough we're talking about Mia my um, controversial literal worst category <gasps> nominee is Mia Thermopolis <laughs> Princess no of Genovia I hate her in this movie. Like, I feel for her, but I hate her. Because she is such a child in this movie. Like, yes. in the ways that... The ways she fucks up in this movie are kind of unforgivable. Like, kind of, like, super fucking reckless. That I'm on mm. Clarice's side the entire movie about doubting whether she can rule. And I'm actually on the uncle's side thinking that she shouldn't be in charge. There is no... No way right. she is responsible enough to handle this. Like, from the moment at, um, from the moment she, like, lifts out the chicken from the basket to <laughs> the hiding in the closet with Nicholas to falling in the water with Nicholas to running off with uh. Nicholas to the lake. Over. Even there's a moment, oh my god, this this got me this time watching it, when Clarice is yelling at her about um, the uh, fountain incident, and I'm like, on Clarice's side in the moment, like, yeah, what the fuck were you thinking? Right, right, Calm right. Calm down, you're about to be a queen, you can't get that upset anymore. Like, shut the fuck up. Um, right. When, when she tells Mia, like, to go to bed, you know, they have more preparations mm-hmm. and things to do the next day, Mia climbs over the couch. Over the couch. To leave the room, <laughs> and I screamed when I saw that part, because I was like... Who the fuck are you to do that? Because it's true. She's having a little, like, baby temper tantrum. She's having a meltdown. Like, a full-blown meltdown. I feel like as just to play devil's advocate, not even to play devil's advocate, because it goes along with your point of, like, she is a child. This was something I wrote as a hot take of, like, she just graduated college. Like, she literally, she is, I mean, not that, like, we're children, but, like, she, she quite literally is in no mental capacity to lead a kingdom so it's like it's like I don't I have empathy for her and that she's just kind of put into the situation as she was in the first movie um but you're right like her her behavior is is like she's not setting herself up for success whatsoever and then she whines about it yeah literally not at all it's so frustrating how she just like she's not living up to the expectation. And I, at the end of the day, I don't think she deserves the crown. And that's one of, yeah, that's one of my spicy hot takes is I'm like, I would be mad too if a foreigner outside of the country was just allowed to be queen because of birthrights. Like what? Right. 
Like, she doesn't even live here. <laughs> Why the Also, fuck? if I was, if I was, like, literally, how old are you when you graduate college? 21? If I was 21, yeah. like, I would be like, listen, someone else take the crown for a few years. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how this works. If, like, she can, like, hop back in, you well, know, the like, problem, save my spot. Well, you know, <laughs> they, well, that's what's crazy about this movie is they do say in the beginning that she's just going to be staying by Clarice's side to learn the job for a little bit longer until she's ready to ascend the throne. Yeah, and, and then, that's, like, a week later, like, a month later. <laughs> literally a month later, she all of a sudden becomes queen because of the marriage rule. And in actuality, they definitely could have taken way more time. After all of the parliament um, men agree, the horrible men, they also, horrible. I need to include them on the literal worst. That entire they, parliament is is not literal worst. The old guy? The old guy. That goes, yes. The, the, he goes, 30 days. Like, are you about to die? First of all, like, he is, he is one of my literal worst because who are you? You're fucking asleep the entire time. Yeah. You're literally 90 something years old. No one, and like, graceful Julie Andrews is standing up there against all these men trying to, and she's the queen. She's the queen. Yeah. It just goes to show there's no power to this, any of any monarchy ever. And men just think they can tell us what to do forever and ever. Yep, exactly. Um, that's that's the secret message of this movie. <laughs> but, yeah, I, man, she just lets me down in this movie. I really, really yeah. am on her side in the first one. And in this movie, I'm just like, girl, get out of the way. Like, you no, don't deserve No, that's fair. This. That's totally fair. I completely understand that. Yeah, yeah. she's going to have to earn my trust back in the third movie. Like, she's really. Is it coming out? Is yeah, there a they, third? Yeah, they made an announcement. This happened, I think, during COVID, that they announced that a... A third movie is in the works. I'm I'm looking it I up thought again it just was, to make sure, but I I'm thought it was fake. I re- sure. I thought it was fake. I thought like it it wasn't gonna happen. Princess Diaries three. No, it's listed. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's literally happening. Um, this came out back oh, in shit. September. Um, and uh, <clears throat> let's see. I'm trying to see where it says Anne Hathaway confirmed it in an interview with Andy Cohen. Um, there's a what? script. For a third movie, I want to do it. Julie Andrews wants to do it. Deborah Martin Chase, our producer, wants to do it. Um, yeah, we don't <gasps> want to do it unless now? it's perfect because we love it just as much as you guys love it. Um, so I guess they're they're working on it, but they're not sure exactly when it'll be happening. Um, my assumption is, and we'll talk about it when we get to remake because I actually have a, a really good theory on what the next movie is going to be about. Mm. A really good, like, um, ed- educated guess, as um, <laughs> standardized testing would call it. Um, I'm pretty sure that the movie will come out within at least the next two to three years, because it would be perfect timeline for Mia to have a daughter. Um, because it would be exactly, like, 18 to 19 years. You um, know what? I have a feeling... Movie. I have this just feeling that Chris Pine is not going to be in it. He's not... Well, this is... Okay, wait. We, I want to save it for remake, because I'm really excited about this theory. So let's not talk about it right now, but we will definitely revisit eventually. Um, Did you have anybody else listed for Little or Worst? Uh, Elsie Cantworthy was right there with you. She's just obnoxious and is just, especially like with after everything that we're watching with, I don't know how much you watch The Crown or Oh, I love The Crown. Oh my God. Yeah. Especially just like being reintroduced to like how awful the paparazzi is. She's just fucking obnoxious and the eggs, I can't. Um... (laughs) I wrote, like, obviously, the Viscount is, like, the obvious one, but he's he's honestly kind of boring because he, like, doesn't really do anything himself, except hey. until the end. Yeah. <laughs> except until the end. But, like, any villain, like, any classic villain, like, he has someone else do the dirty work for him. Yeah. Um, 
I wrote Chris Pine at oh. first just because, like, I often, I'm, like, dreamy-eyed for him the entire movie, but he, he's just, I have a thing with arrogant guys Mm-hmm. And like over con- overly confident men is like a huge turnoff for me. Always has been, yep. which is ironic when I think about the men I've dated. Mm-hmm. Um, we but, always take but, the men that we hate the most in real life. We we really do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just kind of it's the over it's the overconfidence for me at first, and the fact that he's just so willingly. You can tell he doesn't seem that into like wanting the crown. He's just and also this is something I'll get into later. But yep. this if he is. I assume he's, like, Mia's age. Mm-hmm. He's probably, like, our our age. Like, a tw- 22-year-old, even though he, God knows, doesn't look it in the movie. 22-year-old, 23-year-old, 24-year-old, let's say. Like, this is a child. Like, 24-year-old men are children. And I so actually... He, he, sorry, I sorry no. not to interrupt you. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, I actually think it makes more sense if he's older, closer to, like, 27, 28, 29, because then... It would be even more problematic of his age difference over Mia in that he looks more uh, like a better fit for ruling. Plus, her falling for him is extra problematic because he's kind of taking advantage of the age difference to be able to woo her and her not really knowing what's happening, like not having the wherewithal to see through him. That's true. And he probably, they probably mean for his, yeah, no, they probably mean for his character to be that age too. I just. In my head, I'm thinking, if I was imagining all these different scenarios, or all these different things that he does throughout the movie, thinking that he's like a 23-year-old guy, and I'm like, listen, I know 23-year-old men, and they are not doing any of the, even, (laughs) even like 27-year-old men are not taking Mia to the lagoon with the fog and dancing with her. They're not doing it. They're just not. They're drinking fucking whatever Genovia beer is. That's what they're doing. Anyways. It's pear flavored, that's, that's for sure. It's pear flavored. <laughs> Shit. Yes. Yeah, that's oh, my that's my worst. Pear flavored beer. Oh, God, that sounds... Isn't that just a cider? When they that's just say, a cider. It is, technically. When, <laughs> when they say pear flavored bu- uh, popcorn, popcorn, I want to vomit. <laughs> really? I, it that's, sounds kind of good. No, no. I am a popcorn fanatic. You cannot fuck with popcorn like that. Like, that is Do you like kettle corn? Offensive. I like kettle corn. But pears with popcorn? Pears? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kind okay. of intrigued, Lauren. Like, I want to try it. I do. Oh, my God, Emma. Okay, I, I will try find the... you pear-flavored popcorn, and you will let Please. me know. Fill me in. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I will. Um, Okay, do you have any others for little or worse, or should we move on? Okay, cool. No, we can move on. Uh, So now we go into most likely to succeed, which is a pretty tied category because, like, there's a lot of big names in this, but I kind of do it in, like, tiers. So, like, one, Mm. Julie Andrews is eternal. She will always be most likely to succeed. Like, she she still wears the crown from, like, the 50s and doing, like, (laughs) (laughs) all of of the movies. Um, Then I have Anne Hathaway because she... Obviously won her Oscar and then a huge nosedive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then now she's coming back and, like, really, like, hit, hitting the movies hard. And she's great. Like, I, I love um, Ocean's 8. And yes. she's amazing in it. Like, what a comeback. So I, I think that she's, like, on the up again and I'm happy for her. And then, but yeah. I think mostly for me, 
in my head mostly it should go to Chris Pine because I feel like that's who I put that's who I put yeah because I feel like from this movie all of a sudden everybody was like I remember watching this movie and everybody saying oh who's this guy who is that who is that and within a few years he gets the Star Trek franchise as the lead character on that as Captain Kirk and he knocks it out of the park nails it best casting oh my god then he gets the new franchise of Wonder Woman and is now in a DC cinematic universe which is a huge get and right. he still looks amazing. So it has His been eyes. almost twenty years, and he looks fantastic. And I'm I mean, just and you really can tell he's aged. You can, you can tell. I'm, I'm proud that he looks fantastic. <laughs> he is really, and he does. He looks his age and still looks good, which I appreciate. Because I'm just like, I like that, like. Not everybody is into this idea of, like, I must look 20 years younger. No, he really does. He does look his age. He aged, and it works it for works him. It works for him. He's, like, now he's even got kind of, like, a little bit of salt and pepper in his beard. And it's, like, yes. oh. 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 Okay. Stop. Yeah. Chris Pine. Thank God he's still around. I'm happy about he's it. He's still around. No, I definitely put Chris Pine. I was, like, I put Avi in Hathaway, but, like, that's just kind of, you know, she... And you're right. She'd take a nosedive, and also, that's just kind of obvious and boring but um Chris Pine because of what a beautiful life he has created for himself but I actually wanted to ask you this is more like she has not succeeded what happened to Heather Matarazzo Matarazzo yeah I know um where is she yeah because like she she kind of steals these movies in like uh, not she even though does. I don't really like her character I think she's good she's talented um, She's great, and I just want to know, like, where... I, I, sh- I could have done a quick Google. Where is she? <laughs> you know what's funny? I think we talked about her on the Princess... The first episode Princess Diaries episode, too, you when did. I still had Where Are They Now. I think we talked about her, and... I just don't remember where specifically she is. How old is she now? Probably. She's 38. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, How she must have been movie? young when she recorded... Wow, when she did this, she was young. Right? She was young. Anyways, I just more as, like, a hopeful... I really wanted her... I wanted her to go on and and do things. Just because I liked... I don't know. I just liked her vibe. But, yeah. But she gone now. <laughs> she, she nowhere to be found. Yeah. That's how I felt yeah. about them removing um, uh, the guy from the first movie. When they just kind of automatically cut him out at the beginning of this Michael. one. Michael! Michael, oh. yep. I was like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> Clearly, like, I know I've always won, I've, especially in the opening scene of this, of this movie, the second one, where she's like, and Michael, she's writing in her diary on the plane, and Michael, we're just friends now. He went off and ran the country to tour with his band. You're like, I'm sorry, what? Like, it's just, it's, it was, there's, again, I the do. terrible writing of this movie. Like, I'm sorry, he's just gone. Okay. I also make a joke, too, where I'm like, the one good thing going for them, one of the good things going for this movie is that it does show how high school boyfriends can sometimes be very impertinent, permanent to your life. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's very true. I like that's that this movie true. kind of just like gently teaches that. That like, you don't have to stay with your high school boyfriend just because they were the one at the time. It was Right, the and there's no, and there's no like animosity. Like, she's just like, oh, everything's fine and we're just friends. And But I just, oh, he was so cute. I really did want He was, he back. was great. He was the original bad boy without being bad. Yes. It was great. Ooh, yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else? Okay, so now, most iconic. Uh, do you <laughs> want to uh, read off yours first? Do you want me to go first? Sure. I, most, well, it's very specific. It's it's a character, but it's really specific. Um, Lionel and Lionel's highlights in his hair. 
is the most iconic thing ever. Because when you look at those fucking orange ass 90s, whatever it is, early 2000s highlights, they look bad. And it just works for his character. Because Lionel in general, like, how old is this guy? Is this a summer internship? It is. Well, he's the nephew of one of the heads of security, I think. And so he's like 18. Yeah. I know. He's like 18. And he's just like bumble fucking around, following Joseph around. Also, he's American and he works... He's like a random American nephew. I mean, well, I don't know if he's American. That's a whole nother The amount of the American accents. accents in this movie uh, is appalling. Like, it's appalling. It's not okay. <laughs> Anyways, I just, I think Lionel is like, he's just always there and he has like two lines. And every time he makes me laugh and really it's just the high, that, it, that is truly, even if this sounds weird, that is truly one of my main iconic takeaways. Every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, those damn highlights in Lionel's hair. What is that? But it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It definitely, it works for him. <laughs> it works for him. That's so, wow, that was great. Do you have any other most iconic, or was it just that? No, uh, well, also, I didn't want to say the maids again, because I love the maids, but Charlotte in this movie, even though steals she's the like, she steals the movie, and yep. I kind of think she always does, like, not but steal But especially it. this I mean, one. Especially in this movie. one, Especially towards the end where, like, you see how much she has been rooting and wanting Joseph and Clarice yeah. to be together the entire time. And I don't know. She just, she's just a bad bitch. And I always take away, I always take away from these movies when I think about her. I'm like, Charlotte is a bad bitch and she is underrated and she needs to be more, more highly rated. I don't know if that was your iconic though. Uh, no, my list, so my list is a little bit longer uh because i really i was trying to really rack my brain about like since watching this movie in theaters and watching it now what are the moments i look forward to or what are the moments where i'm Mm. like i would write it down in my notebook with an exclamation point like here it comes you know so Mm -hmm. i wrote the badminton song (laughs) yes while playing badminton where's my kids And then it just cuts to Fat Louie just sitting there with the little tiara. Like, what? <laughs> it's so cute. Um, that Iconic. badminton song gets me every time. Um, Chris Pine. I will watch this movie, even if it's not my favorite. I will watch this movie till the till the end of the world just for Chris Pine. Because yes. he's there. Why not? Um, <laughs> I also... He is present and I have eyeballs. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, now, <laughs> this is one of... I don't think I included my best quotes because I knew I was going to mention it here. The, mm-hmm. I love the way John Reese davies says, Lovely on a postage stamp! You would look lovely <laughs> on a postage stamp! Get back here! <laughs> it's the gravel. It's, it's the grunt and the gravel, but he's on voice. He sounds like a bulldog. Like, he's just like... Rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> it's, it's I get so I literally did it before that moment happened as soon as Nicholas says like I refuse uh I refuse the throne or whatever and he like storms I refuse out. I refuse to be king yes exactly yes. and he says like and just think like she would look lovely on our postage stamps po- and he just goes postage stamp yeah lovely on a postage stamp <laughs> <laughs> and it gets me every time I love it um, okay, the choir director, I've already mentioned, but, like, I just yep. love that moment, because I love thinking about my mom, and I miss her, so I just love that mm. moment. Um, mattress surfing! 
Oh my God. My <laughs> dream in life is to go mattress surfing. And I think actually, actually, okay, two stories. One, I do think that there are actual places in, in the U.S. that have mattress surfing that are like party plazas. Really? I think so, because I think I researched it a long time ago, because I wanted to have a birthday party or a bachelorette party someday oh with God. mattress surfing. Of course. Of and, course. And then, two, I actually used to have a secret dream. This is a super secret, secret dream that I'd never tell <gasps> anyone, of opening my own party plaza just to have mattress surfing so that I could do it after oh my work God. hours. I literally always wanted to open my... I always wanted to get a warehouse that I would have, like, multiple sections to, and one of them would have a mattress surfing um, option Wait, in it. I need you. I need you to do this someday. <laughs> now that I live in New York, I'm like, there's so many warehouses. I'm like, just pick and choose. But yes. I'm also, I want to do mattress surfing. Um, what else? Oh, uh, I wrote the song, but, like, the one that Clarice sings, where we're finally reintroduced yes! to Julie Andrews' voice, which... After, like, the surgery mishap and, like, the years of her not singing, it just makes me so happy that they figured out a song that fits so well in her range that she sounds so good in. It did. It's, it's, it's beautiful, but that moment also makes me sad because it just makes, for all, for all of us theater people, it just makes us remember, like, oh, she, she went through this. Like, she went through this shit and she has this, like, low, it's, it's beautiful and sad for me at the same time. Yeah, I totally, I 100% agree with that. Um... What else? Um, oh, Kelly Clarkson, Breakaway. Kelly Clarkson! That song is... I, I, I forget if it was written for this movie or they just found, like, the perfect placement for it in this movie to make it sound like it was written for this movie. I don't I remember know. when the music video came out and it's that, like, suburban girl sitting in her bedroom and the windows are open yes. and it's, like, the sky yes. and it's just, like, so hopeful and just, like, my life sucks, somebody can yes. rescue me. It's just so, so funny. Um... And so self-indulgent. <laughs> well, I, and that is one of the reasons why I loved this movie as a kid is I had the CD when we all had boomboxes. I had yes. the CD soundtrack of Princess Darius 2 and obviously naturally was choreographing dances in the front yard to all the songs. Yes. And Breakaway was my signature song. It was just, oh, so good. Yep, so good. Um, And I... And when it hits in this movie, it hits hard. It pulls, it hits no, hard. <laughs> it pulls no punches. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God, that song. Um, and I literally wrote, like, oh, my God, here it comes in my notes. Because <laughs> I knew. The parade. The parade. Oh, my God. Um, I also wrote the lake scene. Because as a kid, when I first watched this, I was a little young to, like, I was pretty boy crazy as a kid. I was also technically oh, yeah. girl crazy, but I didn't know that for many years that I was bi. Mm-hmm. But um, I was I knew at the time I was very boy crazy, and I remember watching this movie and seeing that lake sequence of them playing uh like the truth or dare basically and the thumb war and watching them like sleep under yep. the stars basically. And I remember as a kid thinking that is exactly what I want falling in love to look like. Like Aww. that is what I want to do with a partner someday. I want this relaxed beautiful moment we don't even see them kiss i think like it is so yeah we don't it is so soul to soul connection in those moments that it makes me so happy and i just always dreamed of that happening someday and i love that sequence and then the last thing oh go ahead oh no i was i was just gonna say about the lagoon i i've had thoughts like i also loved watching that as a as a young pre-tween but i also now watching it as an adult like the way that they cuddle and touch yeah like physically is is so like familiar to them it looks so familiar to them when it's like their first night and they're sneaking out blah 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 i don't know it was something i just observed maybe it's just because i was high but like when (laughs) when they wake up the next day and they're like cuddling and i don't know they're they're they look like a perfect couple like they fit into each other so well 
It's, yes, and I guess, like, my realistic brain was like, yeah, but they've, like, never done this before with each other. I don't know. But they do. They obviously, the the movie does its job because they look, they look just serene and beautiful. I'm yeah. sorry, continue what you were saying. No, I no, just... no, it's fine. That was great. Um, my last one is most iconic to this movie is waiting for a third movie. This is, like, <laughs> the movie to end all movies in terms of waiting for another sequel. It is yes. hilarious to me that we have waited this long 17 years for a sequel to only be announced and just you last know, year and you know when it like we are all going to see it it's not going to be a flop it's gonna well i hope i hope it's good but i i, I have a feeling either way even if it's uh i don't know story storyline wise bad it is gonna sell millions because all of us in our 20s are gonna go and we're gonna cry and we're probably gonna like go wine drunk <laughs> it's just gonna yeah. be amazing yeah i can't wait exactly oh it's gonna be amazing we're also it's gonna be one of those movies where we're gonna look at like all the children in the audience and be like get the fuck out get fuck out of here we're gonna yeah. be like you don't know you don't know what we went through for the first and the second movie. Yeah, that's how it's gonna feel when we watch. Um, when we watch. Um, oh, what a uh, Space Jam coming out this summer too. It, that's <gasps> Wait, definitely. It is. Yeah. Have you not heard, girl? Really? Well, no. Uh, uh, I'm not. A, I'm. I like. I, maybe it's because I don't watch live TV. I don't see. I don't see all the. Well, I get the I get the ads, ads on Instagram because they that algorithm works too well. But yeah, uh, LeBron, we got we got Zendaya as the bunny, and I'm wait, as Lola the bunny, and I am so excited because she's also perfect casting for that, and I just need oh, more space shit. jam in wait, my life. You know what? I did see this. I saw this recently, and my brain was elsewhere because it took me a second <laughs> to remember. I did not process. Oh my god! I'm so excited for it. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be looking at those like five year olds in the audience and be like, "Get the fuck out!" Um, Literally. <laughs> but that's my me. most psychotic list. Woo! Uh, no. I'm sorry, mine was. I think because because all my notes. I have so I, I did try and organize them. Don't worry, but oh, I, have so, I have I, I so I wrote many ten notes pages, that I didn't. So I feel you. I, <laughs> I just didn't consider them as iconic, but a lot of my notes fall into multiple multiple categories of 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 these things. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so now we move into best dressed, uh, and I am <laughs> Julie. Okay. Julie, obviously. I always, mean, Clarice always looks amazing in every outfit. Um, my top winner, I have a few other nominations, but my top mm-hmm. winner is Mia. Because uh. other than the Cheshire cat shawl she wears, <laughs> everything she wears in this movie is fantastic. Like, she looks great. You all don't like the that time. shawl? I uh, like that shawl. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like a shameless Disney reference just thrown into the movie that clearly the producers forced the costume designer to put on her. And it's lame. I'm just like, that is, like, it's already a Disney movie. You don't need more free advertising. Like, yeah, no, it's problematic. But every every single other thing that she wears in this movie is incredible. Um, I also want to nominate Nicholas and Andrew because in terms of, like... (gasps) The way they're dressed in this movie to simple to personify their types is incredible. Mm. Like Andrews, like tweed and Oxford, like oh scholar vibes is so yes. sexy and so on so point. Sexy. 
And then Nicholas is just casual, like, uh, open, button-down shirts, just enough chest but he also, to be, like, he's always oh. wearing, like, riding boots. He's always wearing, like, he looks like some kind of, like, sexy forest horseman. Or, but yet casual. Because I recall him wearing boots several times in this movie. Yeah, I think he does. And which makes sense, because he probably, like... I mean, he's really good at riding a horse, so I'm assuming that he's more, like, mm. one with the earth. Or, like, they try to make him seem, like, more, like, an outdoorsman. I don't know. <laughs> I can I can ride his horse, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, they... <laughs> they, they you didn't expect me not to say that. Like, no, I had to I, say that. No, I love... No, I love all of the, all of the sex jokes. It's, it's just giving me so much... I have so much appreciation right now. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would bring the tea. Uh, Always. So yeah, that's me. Those are my nominations. Do you have any others? Um, I said Julie Andrews always. Actually, you could help me with this. That couple, I can't remember their name, but they're the ones that are semi-related to the throne. They're older. (gasps) Yes, I love them. They're always, I don't even know their names. The Trotskys. Thank you. Thank you. The Trotskys. They are always looking so on point, and they honestly were like, I don't know if Julian Andrews even, like, won, just because it's just an obvious, but, like, if I was thinking of something more interesting, that couple, the Trotskys, always look so good. Her hats are unreal. Unreal. They just look classy. And then, another runner-up, I had Lady Alyssa. Lady Alyssa looks is really well dressed in super this movie. Super tasteful. Super 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 tasteful and just looks like beautiful and graceful in every shot. Um so yeah, that was that was a little if, if we're not going to talk about Julie, the fucking Trotskys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Lisa. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they do look fabulous. Oh my goodness. Every time. Now we move into best quote, which I really <laughs> took effort to narrow down for this movie. Mm. But we did it somehow. Um, do you want... We'll go back and forth. Do you want me to say mine yeah. first or you go first? Um, I... Well, mainly because I'm excited about this one. My... What, I'll just say one and then you go. Yeah. Um, when I wrote this down in my high thoughts, and I had never <laughs> noticed this part in the movie before, but when the females are watching or are doing the slideshow of the princes for mm-hmm. Mia. Oh, yeah. And... It's just, I can't believe I never noticed this. And I believe it's William. It's, and it's quite literally Prince William. It literally from, is. It quite literally is the Prince William that shows up. And he's young. I didn't even notice. I didn't even recognize that it was actually him until recently. Yeah, he, he looked he very looks, different back then. He looks, like, really good and not so much now. Um, <laughs> and all the, all the ladies just sigh. And then... Someone, oh, yeah. someone goes something like, I like him. Mm-hmm. And then Julie Andrews goes, oh, no, no, Charlotte goes, and he's just nice to look at. And Char- and Julie Andrews goes, mm, I agree. Yeah. And Joseph looks at her and he goes, your majesty. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, I. it's so quick and slight. And I swear to God, I, I know this movie like the back of my hand and I've never noticed it. And it's just so cute that like you see him get a little jealous. It's, it's very so cute. Good. It's very it's good. So Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Okay, tell me some of yours. Uh, my next one. Okay, this one, I don't really like this line. I just, like, I just want to be, like, you know how, like, Cusco just, like, freezes the frame and then, like, scratches out, like, whatever he's like. <laughs> Let's not focus on this. Uh, that's what yes. I want to do to this moment in the movie, because this quote baffles me. 
When mm. Julie Andrews is about to show her the uh, suite, and she mm-hmm. goes, nepotism belongs in the arts, not in plumbing. I was like, uh, <clears throat> freeze frame. Excuse me. Uh, nepotism belongs in the arts. Uh, can we can we just go back to that a little bit? Um, nepotism sucks yeah, we- <laughs> in any industry. Do not give people the excuse that you can put nepotism in the arts. It right, like sucks. Why, did, why did they have her say that? I don't know. That's like one of those things where I'm like, I really hope Shonda Rhimes did not write that. Because that line sucks. That is a horrible line. That is a horrible thought. And it really upsets me. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I, I was appalled. It was the first time I'd ever noticed that line and I was really insulted. And I was just like, that is line. such a bad call. What the fuck it does also that just, mean? The, 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 the addition of the plumbing also just makes you expect that as soon as she's going to open the doors, like there's going to be some giant ass plumbing poo issue well, at hand. She did. Well, <laughs> like, she why did. Why does she say that? Well, she did just explain that the bathroom took forever because the they hired yeah. the uh, uncle or nephew or somebody or other to do it and they weren't very good at it. So that's why that's she true. explains it. It's just like, it's one of those lines where I'm like, who the fuck put that in the movie? I wonder if maybe Gary Marshall. I don't know. Well, oh, I just realized that line Anne probably. Hathaway is a, is a descendant of famous people well i just realized i think what it's referring to is gary marshall kathleen marshall who plays charlotte is the daughter mm-hmm. of gary marshall so gary marshall must have been the one who added in the line because think? i think as a joke about his daughter because his daughter is in every movie he's done for the last like how many yeah. years so i yeah. think that's why it's in the movie is he was trying to poke fun at it but it's also just like not a good joke it's and not you're like funny. Uh-huh, it's so funny <laughs> really funny yeah <laughs> it was it was bad they could have just said nepotism does not belong in plumbing that would have yes. been funny that would have made fucking great sense but the whole nepotism Dumb. They were just trying to, like, poke... And we were all, like... And the thing is, is it's, like, for those of us who know that that's his daughter, it's, like, we know. We don't care. I know. At least she's good. It'd be different yeah. if she wasn't good. If she was bad. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Anywho, that's my first line. Lame. What's your next one? Um, it's another Joseph line. Um, <laughs> when he's threatening... When he's <gasps> yes. thre- threatening Viscount, Ma- Viscount Mavery. <laughs> yes. It's the way he says it. He just gets so deadpan. And this is also, it's a completely cheesy part of the movie as well. Um, but it's where, I, I have the end of it. I'm trying to remember the beginning where he's like, if you hurt, <laughs> can't even do it. He's God. like, if you, if you hurt my girl, you'll answer directly to me. And whatever crimes I commit against you, remember. I have diplomatic immunity in 46 countries, including Puerto Rico. (laughs) (laughs) What? The including Puerto Puerto Rico Rico. gets me. It gets me every time because it is a significant and remember, it is a pause that you remember. You wait for that pause and you wait for the Puerto Rico line. It's just, I, I don't even know why I love it so much. It's also, well, it's out of character for Joseph as well for the first time in his entire, like, character arc. Um, well, he also threatened the next-door neighbor in the first movie. He, like, oh, grabs him true. by the shirt. So he does sometimes, like, threaten. Um, but in this movie, it's particularly funny. <laughs> it's particularly funny, yeah. yeah. It's just Oh, so man, good. I love that line. What's your next one? Um, um, when, what is his name, the guy with the staff? Click, click. We- I don't know if we learn his name, actually. Do we know his name? I don't, I don't think know. we do. 
But when little Princess Marie whispers <gasps> in his yes! ear. Yes! Yes. And she has to go pee at the slumber party, which we will have to talk about the slumber party because Mia is over 21 and that slumber party has juice boxes and pretzels. It is a problem. It is awkward. Um, <laughs> it is awkward. Like, what is going on? But yeah, when when the guy with the staff, whoever the hell he is, the announcer, this little, for people who maybe don't know, has to, has to, um go potty and she's i don't know four yeah. <laughs> she whispers in his ear and he goes the music stops of course perfectly on the downbeat click <laughs> click princess marie has to go potty that's it it's just good it's, it's so good and i love the maids rush up the stairs to go take the her. maids <laughs> of course and there's no other maids of course there's no other maids in the party in the entire castle that can do it. It's just those same Mia's maids. That was one thing, what, this, it kind of reminds me, uh, this was one of my notes in the movie. You know how, if you're an extra, but you get, like, a speaking line, you're paid, like, uh, a a bigger amount for your work Mm. for the day? Mm -hmm. This movie must have cost a fortune, because they have so many one-liners from so many characters who serve no point in the plot. Yes. It's ridiculous how many random people get to say something in this movie. It is right. so unnecessary. Unnecessary, I it, know. And it's just weird. It makes me so uncomfortable that I'm like, why are all of these people talking in this movie? I don't, we don't even know their name. Right, it's, right. And that's, it's just, it goes along with the theme that you have no idea what is actually going on <laughs> the entire time of this movie because it makes no sense. Yeah, and like, the only thing this movie has going for it is like, yeah, sure, it's just one plot line, like, we're waiting for for her to get married but it's also just like what the fuck my next one is also a joe line because he has the best ones in the movie Uh, i love when he asks clarice in the garden you know about their future after mia becomes (gasps) queen and she just kind of gasps and he goes i would kneel if it weren't for my knee replacement (laughs) (laughs) and it it just steals my heart every time because I'm like, man, I love this guy. I love how realistic he is. I love how grounded he is. Yeah. He's so romantic. Like, for a guy who's, like, capital, like, M masculine, you know? Like, yes. so masculine. Yes. He doesn't, he and he, so, doesn't need, he doesn't need to flaunt it. He doesn't need to... Doesn't need uh, to, he doesn't force anything. But he can also be just as equally vulnerable and equally romantic. And it makes me so fucking happy and i feel like this movie joe's character needs to be more of like a male icon like i think we need to push his character to the forefront to be like men we should can we can we bring him up yes yes yeah smart wait we should do that We, we can use social media to do that yeah we need to start asking we need more joes in the world guys we need joe we need more joes He's Ugh, well, Joe is, a, Joe is a touchy name for me because it's the name of my older brother and I recently went on two dates with Joes and was kind of ghosted by both of them. <gasps> what so the fuck? I am, I am sort of swearing off Joes because I shouldn't have dated a person with my brother's name in the first place. <laughs> Joe, you'll never listen to this, but I hope you don't. Um, <laughs> okay, that was, a little, that was a little side tidbit. Anyways, um, my next... One? My next quote is, um, well, it's like two people, but it's when Lionel uh, is first introduced, I believe, and they're in, I guess, Queen Clarice's office. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yes. And she just meets it. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And he's like, obviously sticking to Joseph like glue, and then Joseph is like, yeah, yeah, Lionel, like, is my, you know, the the so-and-so's nephew. He's just here for the summer. And Lionel leans down two inches away from Julie Andrews' face, and he goes, your majesty. 
I would gladly take a bullet for you. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, oh, she's like, oh, well, I can hardly get my interns to fetch me my tea. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so, oh, no, she goes, she goes, oh, how brave. Yeah, <laughs> so yes. brave. I can hardly get my interns to fetch me my tea. <laughs> oh, it's just so good. And it's just, it's the introduction to who Lionel is and the end of who Lionel is. It's all we need yep. to know. Oh, and that's it's it. Yeah. So good. I also love his line of like, I'm doing a background check on Olivia. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yes. When I was a kid, I always thought that was was like a euphemism for something like when he mm. says that I, kn- I didn't know what background check meant so I thought it was that like he was like stalking her oh. and like that's why the women like take a step back I don't know why my eight-year-old brain was like he's a predator but like that was where my no, brain No, it's went. so true and yeah. there's so many moments in that movie that like as an eight-year-old you just think means the I don't know what the either scarier version or the more innocent version until you watch it yeah our age now yeah, yeah exactly um, oh, my next one. Okay, I'm going to try to say it exactly the way that Kip Kelly says it. So, give me a second. I know I'm going to laugh. Okay. <laughs> the prettiest girl is riding at the stage! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lauren. Well the way done. He, the way his voice cracks on prettiest, like he's so into her. The prettiest girl is riding, girl's riding <laughs> in the stage! Yes. And her it's face. It's so iconic. And Lily's face is just like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. So Wait, that that leads that's oh, I guess that's not the same point in the movie, but one of one of my best quotes is um when when at the very end when she slides her her number yes. into his into his jacket pocket and he goes, "So, uh, should I call you?" She goes, uh, I, I think I can hear you. Is it, I can hear you from oh, yeah. here?" I, yeah, she's like, "I think I'd be I could I, I, she says something like, "I think I'll be able to hear you." But just in case. Yeah, it's, it's but just like in that. case. Yeah, yeah she's like, uh, I think I can hear you, but just in case. And then she slides a sticky note yeah. <laughs> into With her his, number already into, written down, which I love that she was down. prepped. She was like, I, I, this is going to happen tonight. She was, oh, she was absolutely prepped. And I love that for her. Oh, I, I also love, her. love that, like, her character appears sometimes to be, what's the polite word? A snob. And mm. I'm surprised that she's so into this guy who is a, a, a military man who just yells all the time to announce yeah. people. Right? I it's of, unlike her. It's so unlike her. And I like to see that she's not actually that big of a snub and that she could be interested in somebody who I think the stereotypical version would be like, he's less than her because he just right. screams at people. And instead I like that it's like, that doesn't matter. And it doesn't it matter. Makes me happy. It's so yeah. It's so interesting because she normally just wouldn't. It's funny because you never see her. Well, I guess you see her with what's the redhead, the redheaded guy, um, in the first oh, movie. Oh, Jeremiah. You see her like barely with Jeremiah. You kind of like don't really know. They're just kind of like friends. They're just kind of conveniently he, together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you never really see her have a love interest, and in you expect her to to need someone that lets her be like the powerful one in charge, which I think Kip Kelly still would. Like, he's like, it's funny, because he's like, he's like loud and obnoxious, but I feel like he like, is like a simp in bed, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I, I like, like that. That's so true, though. I think, yeah, he, oh yeah, 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 I totally agree. Yeah, I feel like he wouldn't, like, he'd be like, he'd be like, like, hit me in bed. I don't know. Because he 
just so, because he's so just loud and obnoxious in every other parts of life. Anyways, I, I think he still would let Lily be, like, wearing the pants, but I just like that, yeah, you don't, you don't expect that she'd go for someone loud and obnoxious, but she does, because you can't help love. What also is, she is such a, I'm rewatching Sex in the City right now, so she's such a Miranda. Oh, she's yes. such a Miranda. Um, which Sex in the City plays a role into this movie later that I will get to as one of my I have oh. some notes. I'm so excited to bring it up. We will get there. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Um, I can't wait to hear. Okay, uh, I think it's your turn next. What's your next line? Is it? Uh, oh, what's the one where he, I, I wrote it down, but I can't remember the word for word. The farm, the, the farmer when Nicholas is riding his oh. fucking <laughs> is it strange ass <laughs> tricycle or whatever it is. Oh He's like, he goes, Lord Devereaux is riding to me on a bike. Oh, he needs my horse. And then he goes, then he goes, how am I going to herd sheep? <laughs> yeah, with the You see Nicholas riding away, and he says it so, like, it's it's not loud because the music is coming in in that moment, but he yeah, goes, it's, how am I going to herd? Yeah. It's, like, subtle, but he goes, how am I going to herd sheep with a bike? It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It makes me so laugh. Good. I look forward to that line every movie. It makes, it makes me laugh. It's so good. Oh, my God. I love that one. I have another one from Kip Kelly. Yes. Uh, at the parade when he goes, give the princess a drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the give. He comes in so strong. Give the princess a drum roll. <laughs> he he's also one of the people who saves the movie for me. If he wasn't in it, the movie would be significantly worse. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You need yeah. him in there. He's like one of the only side characters in this movie that actually should be there. And that's, oh, I'll that's get to it, point. I'll get to it with some of my, I have some notes and spicy hot takes about all of the, all of the side characters in this movie, but he genuinely okay. deserves to be there. He does a great yes. job. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's your next one? I don't know that I have any more. I have one more, if you don't find okay, any. Okay, tell me. No, please, please tell me. I have them, like, in the back of my head, but for, for productivity purposes. I love this, um, this Lily line, when she goes... And she's like, should I shoot him? Should I shoot him? Just tell me who I should <laughs> shoot and I'll shoot. Shoot and I'll shoot. I'm like, that is, that is like a best friend. Like, <laughs> she, yes. it's finally she redeems herself where like, she must have learned from her actions in the first movie to be like, oh, I'm not doing enough to be there for this girl who's about to be a fucking queen yeah, of a let, country. Well, and they paint her. It's like, it's funny because they, uh, in our eight year old brains, you don't, you see Lily as like the best friend that's always there. But then you grow up and you watch it and you're like, oh, she actually like, isn't that great. And yeah. so it's nice, it's nice to have her, especially, you're right, just like in our 20s as a, as a friend would act. It's like, you need me to get rid of this fucker? Let me do my thing. I got you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So those are, those are all the best quotes. Yes. Uh, now we move into best all around, uh, which I have a honorable mention that to me actually is kind of the winner and then the actual winner that I think deserves it. So, oh, my on- okay. so my honorable mention is Fat Louie, because that cat <laughs> gives me so much happiness. I got to pet a stray cat today. I was very excited. <gasps> Stop! I, I'm jealous. I'm, I, I call myself the cat whisperer. I'm very fortunate in that if I just get, like, get down on the ground and like just kind of like rub my hands, usually cats come to me. Thank God. I'm very, I'm very grateful. And this cat came over to me and, like, rubbed into me, also rolled onto its back and showed me its tummy and was just like, hi, and it was really cute, and it let me stroke it for a little bit and then ran off on its merry way, and it was... I don't... You're right. Like, I don't see any stray cats anymore. Did the pandemic do that? Like, what the hell? Um, honestly, maybe. 
Um, I still see, it depends on the neighborhood. Like, I see stray cats in my neighborhood every now and then. I see some stray cats near my boyfriend's neighborhood. So, I think it just kind of depends. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah. So, I love Fat Louie in this movie. Every time they show Fat Louie. Fat Louie is also just a great trained cat. Like, whoever they got, like, whatever cat that is for the movie. Amazing. Like, how they got some of the best expressions on that cat's face. And, like, perfect moments. Like, it's so well choreographed. It's incredible. Um, and then the person who, for me, who, like, probably truly deserves it, human-wise, is <laughs> Joe. Because... Yes. To see his growth with Queen Clarice, to see him ask to marry uh, her, and, like, she does not... This is one of my spicy hot dogs. She does not give a good answer as to why she won't marry him. Mm. And it's really, she like... Doesn't. It's, yeah. like, the only... It's, like, one of the things that I really don't like about her in this movie, where I'm, like, she does not give a reason to not marry him. It's kind of pathetic. Like, she really... It is pathetic. It and is I pathetic. She's, like, Mia, she's like, Mia's so busy with learning the crown. You're, like, what? No. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, well, she's gonna be queen soon, so, like, you can get married. Like, what the fuck? Like, why can't you... It's... Literally, she gives no good excuse. And poor Joe has to, like, deal with that, you know? And now he has yeah. to, like, retire, because, of course, he can't be around her and, like, not be with her. Like, that's just torture. Right. And then when right. he finally gets the happy ending and they agree to get married and I love when he takes off his um his earpiece and says, you know, like you won't be needing it anymore and like uh, He does Lionel, you can have this. <laughs> yes. I it makes me so fucking happy and I love yes. him so much. And it's just like thank God he gets his happy ending because he is who yes, I really he deserves care it. about. He's he just been he's it. He's just been, no, he's, he tied in mine, uh, I guess, not second, no, he just tied. Because he's just, he's good from the beginning to the end. There's yes. no. Yes. And I mean, like, that's probably, it's, it, maybe that's why it's such an easy, easy answer, is because they really don't write him any flaws, question mark? I they don't. They don't. So. We don't see any flaws. You don't see any flaws, so it's like, we don't even have the opportunity to scrutin, to scrutinize him, um. Are you, were you finished with your... Yeah, those are mine. What's yours? Okay. Yeah, it was either Joseph. Joseph, if we're going to take the, like, heartfelt, um, I find it funny that it's both men that I think are best all around in this movie. Interesting. Interesting observation, Emma. Um, (laughs) Joseph or the sergeant. I wrote, and word for word, (laughs) I wrote, honestly, the sergeant. What a good fucking guy. Doing his job with just great diligence, a great attitude, and is so good to our to to Lily. Lily, and then I go, what is his name? His name is fucking Kip. Of all names, this, this guy's name, this sweet, screaming man with, like, cute, crooked teeth is named Kip Kelly. And it's just, and he's bald as hell. It's just, he's just so good. It's just, it's physically, like, the name matches him physically. He... He always has a smile on his goddamn face. He's just good. I honestly, like, he. you're right. I mean, he makes the movie. He makes the movie worth watching, so therefore he and Joseph tie for best all around. Yep. How interesting. <laughs> oh, congratulations to the both of them. <laughs> yep. Here's now, your little trophy. You're welcome. Uh, now we have the curveball category. Who did you have a crush on when you were a kid? <gasps> oh. Um, probably, yeah, it's too easy. Chris Pine. Yeah. And Andrew. And Andrew, but Chris Pine. Easy. Yeah. You? Like I said, any on any given day, it was either Andrew or Chris Pine. It depended, it kind right. of depended on who I liked at school. 
Because I liked mm. both of those kind of guys. Um, the, mm-hmm. like, really quiet, shy, nerdy ones who I felt, like, balanced my exuberance out. <laughs> um, when I'm, like, kind of an extrovert. And then I really liked the super extroverted guys, the super popular guys, where I could be, like, my introverted self and be like, wow, he's so popular. Okay, I can yes. do this too. Yes, yeah. it lets you it lets you play to both sides of your personality. That's such a good way to put it, huh? Yeah. <gasps> Wait, I need to use that method for analyzing my past love life choices. <laughs> that's no, really, yeah. that's such a good way to put it. Yeah, my crushes were um, always my crushes, and sometimes the guys I went out with were almost always the guys in a room who would try to like lead the conversation, mm-hmm. which I hated in any other person except them, which I think really says a lot about ignoring toxic people when we like them. Virgos. Virgos. Are you a Virgo? Yes, Please I am. Virgo. I'm a Virgo. Shit! Okay, well, Virgo men. Virgo men. Bad. I, I, I would say Leo men. No offense to the Leo men I know, which are a few. <laughs> I, know I don't know. I'm so bad with, I'm so bad with them, I don't even know, as far as, as far as not Leo men. Have I dated, I've probably slept with Leo men, not that I know of. <laughs> um, no, I'm so bad, I'm so bad with, like, the astrology, like, I just don't even... I just yeah. know that I've happened to date Virgos and it has not gone well. But that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> now I'm just going to start an astrology podcast about talking about You should! Now. That would be hilarious. A podcast that's just dedicated to having people come on talking about their exes and what exes and what signs they were and saying that's why they were mm. a terrible person because they're a fucking Virgo. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. It's easy. What a concept. It's an, e- it's an easy answer. Somebody just stole idea listening to this. Whoops. <laughs> uh, intellectual property, bitches. Okay. Um, now we move <laughs> Patent. In- yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we move into, I have some notes. Uh, yes, so many notes. So many notes. Like I mentioned, for those of you keeping track, I wrote ten pages, uh, which I won't be sharing all ten, obviously. No. Uh, do you want to read off all so of yours to first, or do you want me to go first? Sure, I can go first. We might yeah. have some crossovers, I'm sure. But oh, that's sure. fine. Yeah. Um, God, where to start? Okay. Um, so the this is one of my first things I noticed while I was high watching this is there are no people of color in the ballroom except for Raven in the <laughs> yeah. very beginning, the opening scene. Raven is like, I don't, which another is again like another like just Shonda Rhimes question because she is so so intelligent and great about like challenging your expectations as far as race and characters, you know, stuff like that. Like, she's just, she's so great at that. Um, so, first of all, I was like, okay, the, the ballroom with Genovia, which God knows where all these people are from. Some are speaking French, some are speaking actual Italian, actual Italian. You hear, like, I took Italian, you hear them speaking Italian, and then British accents. Makes no sense. But Raven pops in, and they have her dressed in this, like, what, what do they expect? Where is she supposed to be from? Because her outfit... Do you remember her outfit? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's very racially insensitive because it's... It is so, so racially... In- it's so nonspecific. They don't even say what country she's supposed to be from and then she magically has an American accent. It's so bad. It's, it's really so bad. bad. And like... That was like the... F- until the garden party, she's also the only person of color in the entire movie. Because I think until the garden party, mm-hmm. we don't even... We start to see... Um, Asian actors in the movie as well, yep. but they're also just yep. props. They're in the background. They don't they're even get props. character they're names. Literally, they're literally it's, props. It's yeah. even like more upsetting. And then they hire a white guy to sing a song in 
Mandarin, yes. I, yes. I believe. Oh my god, oh my god, that And that's point, also I, super I was, racially insensitive. That was so racially insensitive when I was watching that and I was stoned out of my mind. I was like, wait a minute, my and I've watched this as an adult, but maybe just with, like, everything else going on, and I'm just I think with everything growing. going on, we're just, like, way more aware of how this aware. is weird. Why did they aware, do that? Aware, yeah. yeah. Thank God. I'm, like, I like seeing this white guy with his random ear stud and his, like, weird curly hair. Then we have... And I never... Oh, sorry, sorry. And then we have Stan Lee pretending to be Latino later in the yes! movie. And that's that also about? just really fucking awful. Yeah. What is that about? No, I just, I, I hadn't noticed that that man at the fucking luncheon, brunchin is singing, is it in Mandarin? What, what is it I, in? Let me check, um, just to make sure. Um, I'm, he's, he's singing a song not in English, and I just, anyways, it just clicked for me for the first time while watching it the other night. Excuse me, I just burped. I don't know if that's allowed. Um. Oh, Johnny Blue, other... Princess Diaries, um, Oh, he made his professional debut in China, so I guess that's why became the okay, first Caucasian well. pop star in the Chinese music world. So I guess, but it's also just like, isn't there maybe an actual, like, Chinese artist who could have sung that? I just, like... No, of, co- of course not. Just the random token, like, um, Chinese women that Mia talks to for, like, two seconds or whatever. Um, okay. Should I continue with the notes? Yeah, um, I'm trying, I'm having a hard time finding out, uh, <laughs> Wikipedia says Chinese language. That's not specific. Uh, not good. Um, yeah, I can't, oh, it says Mandarin Chinese pop album, so I'm assuming it's Mandarin. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right, Mandarin. We'll go How'd with that. How'd you know that? Damn. That was your first, that was your I think, because I think that's, I think Mandarin is the, you know how some countries have, like, multiple languages that are spoken, but there's, sometimes there's, like, a predominant one? I think mm. Mandarin is the most predominant to China, I believe. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, anywho, sorry, continue your No. Um, okay, so, I don't remember if we talked about this before, uh, we decided we were doing the podcast, but, okay, so Chris, Chris Pine, Nicholas, mm-hmm. is in line for the throne. And is he in? Is he in line via marriage, no. or is he in line via blood? I think it's because I think it's blood. Is Mia in line via blood? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I know they're not. Are they related? No. Via blood? No. So I, my understanding, I should probably look this up while we're talking about it. Um, my understanding is that. He is from a, he is from a line where somebody from his family married into the line. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, Um, okay. whereas she, and so he should be allowed to rule, I think, by that connection. And then Mia is actually related by blood. Um... Let's see if Wikipedia has a good answer. Because for a hot, yeah, for a hot second while I was watching it, I was like, wait a minute, is there some incest going on? Because that would just make Chris Pine even that much more creepy in the beginning when he's, like, just trying to seduce her. Um, Yeah, that would be rough. Um, plot. Let's see. Um, da-da-da, da-da-da, well, okay, his nephew, Lord Devereux, is another heir to the Genovian throne. 
It doesn't, oh, it doesn't say what the relationship is, so we would have to rewatch the movie to figure that, that, that out. Because I think he says something, he makes it confusing, because it's like, his, his uh, uh, aunt was my wife's sister. Was my wife's cousin's sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, the, uh, it, hello? It gets confusing, but yeah, at the end of the day, he it's just proven that he's another heir to the throne. Ugh, I at first thought there was some incest going on. And that no, thank me God. Oh, my bit. God. This movie, it would definitely not be G-rated in a Disney movie if they were. I think they were well, very Well, it's like, it, I thought it was one that. of those, yeah, I thought it was one of those things that, like, they just, along with many things in this movie, that just does not make sense. Um, <laughs> going, going along on that note, okay, during, I, I mentioned how Lily is constantly writing in this notebook. If you see her in, like, in the background of, so many scenes of this movie, Mm -hmm. she is just scribbling in this fucking notebook, which, okay, my brain thinks logically, okay, the the wedding, she's planning the wedding. But there are times, specifically during the sleepover, the slumber party, which also, side note, the juice boxes, the pretzels, it's a problem. I don't (laughs) understand. Like, it's her her bachelorette sleepover. It must be a palace tradition where they have to invite all of the princesses, um... That's fine, but she could at least have alcohol for the ones that are of age. It's so lame. My assumption is she must have had a separate party with just, like, her and Lily and maybe a couple of her adult friends from Genovia. And what, like, Raven? I just... (laughs) It makes no sense. It's rough. It pisses me off. It's rough. Anyways, during the sleepover, when the the maids are tap dancing their cute little asses off, Lily is not watching. She's, like, in the corner... And she, like, starts writing things in her notebook. What could you possibly maybe, be writing right now maybe, in that moment? Maybe it's her duty as, like, kind of maid of honor and Mia's best friend. Maybe her job with helping with the wedding. Because you know how you're talking about, like, what does she do for the wedding? How does she help? Yeah. Maybe her job was to be, like, the stenographer, quote unquote, and to, like, write down all the details of the preparation so that Mia could have a recollection when she's older about the those memories about those moments that that wouldn't surprise me if there's like somebody's job to literally write down everything that happens in preparation for the wedding so that that way mia has something to look back on and and so of course and of course a a royal family would go further than just like pictures and a video of the ceremony they would have like a literal journal that chronicles the entire event making in the process and it would make sense why she goes on every date with Mia and her betrothed to, like, yeah. Right. Hmm. Look at you, Lauren. Okay. It's my consensus. best educated guess. <laughs> my confusion. Okay. Okay, wait. This one, I really, there's two more that I just really want to hit, yeah. hit on. Um, when the townspeople are coming to give gifts to the queen slash plead their case for things that they need i'm sure that is there's a name for whatever they're doing but you know what i'm talking about with the chicken the chicken scene okay so julie andrews says this iconic line and it is yet again just a a clear example of how paralleled this fake ass monarchy is to the real ass monarchy because she goes someone had just pleaded about like their farm or there's no money or something and she looks to mia she like whispers beside her and she goes you have to show the people you care even if you can't help them. I she said that line and I'm like LMAO, okay Queen Victoria. Like <laughs> of so <laughs> classic. Like you have to just pretend and show that you care even though you can't help them. Okay, you can't help them or you won't because you definitely could help them. You just won't. I just found that Wait, very interesting. Did you mean Queen Elizabeth or Queen Victoria? 
Oh, what did I just say? <laughs> you said Queen Victoria, and I don't think you mean the 1800s Queen Victoria. Did I really? Well, here's the issue, Lauren. I'm reading from the notes that I took when I was high off my ass. <laughs> so that's why. So that's why. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm screaming. My roommate's going to hate me. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, man, Okay. You're, thank you for that correction. You know, that was not so Just because I was about to be like, mm-hmm. do you know about Queen Victoria? Victoria from the 19th Yeah, you were like, you're like, what do you know that I don't know? I simply like, just know nothing. That's what it is. <laughs> like, I know you like historical dramas, but I was like, mm, maybe a little too far into the history. No, no, wrong. Okay, okay, my last one um, is when Mia's mom has the random ass baby that she brings. Okay, she oh knocked God, up with yeah. the teacher and <laughs> brings this fuck, and she's also like, there's so many things I could talk about this, so I'll, yes. I'll try to keep it short. But I get she's it, she's not there for the entire movie. Like mm-hmm. she's she's not there to help her daughter talk about any of these future husbands. Hello, it's kind of a big decision. Yeah. So anyway, she just waltzes in on the day of her wedding with her fucking newborn baby, and then the baby starts crying during the wedding. Mm-hmm. Her mom leaves to go change like like leaves during the middle of her daughter's wedding ceremony you're not gonna i don't know bring a nanny or give the baby to yeah there's else definitely to somebody at the palace who could have watched the baby so that you it's should, idiotic baby doesn't have to be there it's idiotic and then she comes back after the entire exchange of nicholas and her not getting married and she comes back and she's like oh she's like, it's just so dumb it pisses me off this part she's like oh shaking the baby what what i miss what i miss oh now mia's not getting married oh she's not getting married it's like how long, first of all, were you gone for half an hour changing this baby's diaper? And second of all, are you just so okay with missing your daughter's wedding? It just makes no logistical sense, and it pisses me off. And you know what's funny is it really isn't true to her character either, because her, the mom and her are so close in the first movie. Yes. Like, they're basically best friends. And for this movie, the mom to not be involved whatsoever in whatsoever. this traumatic experience, and then to show up <laughs> in the final hour... And play no role in the wedding, like, literally no role in Mia's life anymore. It's weird. It's just so out of character. It doesn't make sense with the original movie. That's why I joke that it's, like, in a different cinematic universe. This movie almost acts like the first movie never even happened. (laughs) Yes. You're right. And it's not like it was made way uh, after the first one. It was only, like, three, four years after. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway. um, Was that your last one? You go. Yep. Nice. Okay. Okay, so my, I have some notes. Uh, Yes. My first one is, I just wrote, reusing jokes. Boo. So I think this movie, (laughs) clearly it's a producer thing. It's so lame how they reuse almost every joke from the first movie in this movie. Mm. It's so lazy. It's so boring. I hate it so much. (laughs) It just drives me nuts that they did that. And clearly that's not probably Shonda Rhimes. That's the producers of the movie in Disney. And it just is lame. Uh, What else? Um, uh, This movie, I think, was my first introduction to sexism. Really? And this idea that men have better opportunities than women just because they're men. Mm. This was definitely what introduced me to that concept. It is very blatant in, in its presentation about it I think. very blatant yeah it's kind of insane like how obvious it is 
Um, and I don't like it. I mean, it's nice that it's pointed out. <laughs> it's just weird that this was my first introduction to it. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe just, not your first introduction, but maybe first time, like, that your brain noticed it. Yeah, like, that I processed that it. Yeah, yeah, that I was like, yeah. wait a second, why does she have to get married? Yeah. Right. Um, also, speaking of marriage, um, when that scene is happening where she's first freaking out about having to get married, and she thinks about her father's quote, about, like, uh, mm. fear is... Blah, blah, Courage blah, 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 blah. is not the absence of fear, but rather that something else is more important. Yes, exactly. I was like, she's afraid of being unhappily married forever. That is justified. I wrote that in all caps. I was so upset about this idea that, like, no, being queen is more important than, like, being married yeah. to somebody you don't love for the rest of your life for the next, like, 50 to 60 years. Like, What? Of course well, she's allowed to that, be scared. Of course she shouldn't do this. Is so, that moment is so dumb because she says that quote that her father says and you see her be really vulnerable and, and, and reasonably so. And then in the next second, she's like, I will be up there with my father. Never mind. Like, what? Yeah, I'm like, oh, honey, like, like listen to your heart just a little bit longer. Like, mm, like what? And then when she's having, like, the full-blown panic attack and Clarice is trying to convince her, like, you can't do this. Like, it's okay. You can't do this. I'm like, yes, exactly. Yeah. What the fuck? And then that poor guy's family, Andrew, like, thank God he agrees that this is a bad idea. But his poor family and their, like... That's going to make him look bad, that she didn't love him enough to marry him. Yeah, and then he's going to go back to England. It's just going to be awkward as fuck for him for a while. (laughs) This poor dude, with all of his lady friends he could marry. Yeah, okay, that part, what? He's like, I have lots of friends, lots of female friends. I'm like, what? that part is weird. There's a lot of innuendo that, like, just goes over your head. He's he's literally just trying to, in the most classy way, be like, I fuck around, I have options. No, it's it's not. I don't think he's trying to say I fuck around. He's just trying to say that, like... I, I don't need an arranged marriage. Like, I can do this on my own, too, just like yeah. you can. But I understand that you want this, and I understand that this will be beneficial for both of us, and it's okay. Like, we'll figure it out, you know? Oh, he's so good. He's great. He's great. Um, what else? Um, this movie, this is kind of like a spicy hot take slash I have some notes. This mm-hmm. movie has the weirdest cutaways. Like, the mm. weirdest in-between scenes, in-between the major moments in the movie so random like we get these um, images of uh of maurice and fat louis and then all of a sudden we're seeing a, <laughs> a, a cleaner brushing teeth of a lion statue and then we get like uh, a random guest at a party who's just kind of like whispering about me like there's so many weird cutaways yes, you're right that don't make any sense that I'm just like it's so over edited it's so overdone it just drives me like but and this is one of the things I think that's one of Gary Marshall's trademarks is he like mm. loves filming and he loves getting like as many shots as possible yes. and so it's kind of one of his trademarks to just have as many scenes as possible and it's just so unnecessary. Like this movie could probably be twenty minutes shorter. I was about to say it would cut. It would cut it so much shorter if yeah. they didn't have those scenes. Because I this that this is such a great point you bring up. I haven't thought about that before. And now playing the movie in my head, it's like there are so many of those random ass scene trans. It's not even a transition. It's a it's a ten second scene. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and it just it makes no sense. We don't even know the character's name. Why the fuck are we watching them do this? Yeah, it's so right. frustrating. Um, all of all of the sequences of her trying to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow, it goes on so long. Oh my god. So many so times. So long. 
It's exhausting. Anyway. Um, so long. We've already kind of mentioned this, but I wrote, like, French? Italian? Where is this country? Which is, what like... What is happening? Literally, that's the meme of this movie. If there, is a, if, if there is a meme that exists about this movie, it is. Where exactly does what Genovia is... take place? Like, where is it? Because, like... What? Like, how are these, like, and then some people just casually have American accents. Like, you mentioned the housemaid earlier for the uncle. She has an American accent. Why? Like, (laughs) why? It's so upsetting. It would make, it would be maybe passable or tolerable if, like, they made some kind of statement or alluded to the fact that, like, Genovia is this country that, like, everyone from wherever has come, has come to. And, and it's, you know, just, um, I'm not trying to, what am I trying to say? Not, not. A country of immigrants, but just I guess maybe I don't know. Just like uh, it's normal, it's a country that everyone from everywhere comes to, but they don't give any explanation at yeah. all. It's even like um, Clarice when she meets um, Tiny, you know the the big guy with the yes. chicken. She says Tiny like in this like weird like trying to like have an accent on the word, but then he has an American accent, so she tries to make it almost like, sound like French, and then he has an American accent, and I'm just like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Like. So it's it it bothers me. As I at the older I get, the more it bothers me. So that's why yes, I'm at in my life. Yes, absolutely. Um, now I need to talk about food porn. So you know how oh. like most of us have food in movies that we're like, if there's anything we could eat in a movie, like this would be it. You know, and like mm-hmm. people have like a specific answer. My answer definitively is <laughs> the chocolate cake that <gasps> Nicholas makes for Nicholas. Queen Clarice. <laughs> And he puts the dollop yes. of whipped cream, fresh whipped cream on it. And to say that I have, like, a food orgasm just watching that moment is an understatement. Like, if there was a food I had to eat for the rest of my life, the only food, it would be that yes. dish right Wait, there. can we talk about the the unwrapping, the sound, the sound of the crink, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, when he, like, cut, when, when he's he cutting unwraps it. unwraps it. Yes. He cuts it, and it's, like, it's, like, yep. just enough crinkle that you're, like, ooh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that he can bake, it's like, wait, wait, his character just got so much better. We found out he can bake. So much better. Can we talk about this for like another second? He's in a fucking apron. Yeah. Hello? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God. Okay. Had to say that. Food porn. Okay. What a great point. Oh, my next one is about, okay, brings in sex in the city. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. you and I. Please, please, because I I love this show. Yes. I love this show. (laughs) You sounded like Caleb for a second. I love. (laughs) That was amazing. Oh, I have seen him recently. (laughs) Okay, then that makes sense. I was about to be like, wow, that was uncanny. Um, so, okay, so, um. The Sex in the City reference. So you and I, yes. which we need to, we'll need to vent about it when we finish recording, because you and I have a big yes. debate that we have to discuss about Mr. Big and Carrie. Mm. But speaking of Mr. Big, I a funny idea that I have about this movie is that in an alternate universe, Lord Devereux, Nicholas, is mm-hmm. the younger version of Big. Oh, God, don't do this to me. I just was watching his character. I was watching the way he goes about things, his stature, his posture and everything. And I was like, Chris Pine looks like a younger version of Big in this movie. Does he? I, uh, I just a think... little bit. Like, he has the swagger. He has the confidence. He's got, like, yes. the like the the charisma, you know? He just, yes, there are some ways yes. where I, I jokingly refer to this now as the alternate universe of universe version of the origin story of Mr. Big. 
And that was just just my personal joke, that this is his origin story. He lived in Genovia. He lost the throne. Things with Mia didn't work out. He moves to New York. He becomes a stockbroker. Very successful. He meets a girl named Carrie. (laughs) And it just goes from there. But but the top, I mean, Chris, uh, Nicholas is a little toxic, but the toxicity of, uh, we we can't even go into it. We'll We'll get into it after the podcast. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a Sex in the City episode someday. You and I should do a Sex in the City episode someday. Maybe not, I I don't know how we would talk about the series, but maybe the movie, the first movie. Please. Okay, yeah, we have to do that, because that movie was definitely formative in my teen years. (sighs) But... Don't ruin Chris Pine for me by thinking. I won't. I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny. It's just funny. It's just funny. It's just haha. No, it is, and and you're right about the swag and the charisma. The swag. It's just it's just haha. It's just haha. It's just haha. The swag and the charisma. You're so right. You're yeah. so right. Okay. Continuing. Um. Okay. Speaking yes. of Nicholas's character. I, one thing I will not forgive Clarice for is, so I, I like her <laughs> idea about having him come so that she can keep an eye on him and, like, keep an eye on, mm-hmm. you know, their mischief or whatever. It would have made more sense to invite mm-hmm. the uncle, not Nicholas. Yeah, that's, weird. That's okay. my idea. Like, that makes, so that's part one. She should have invited the uncle, mm-hmm. not Nicholas. It makes no sense why the uncle wasn't staying there, but Nicholas was. Two. Mm-hmm. After the closet incident and after... The pond incident of falling into the little fountain. Why Mm -hmm. the fuck is Nicholas still staying at the palace? I know. Oh my god. I'm so glad you brought this up. Have him removed from the premises immediately. Immediately. what is the it a, a, a courtesy thing? Is it a keeping keeping good face for the public I, thing? Like, I what think is it's that? I think it's a media thing where she's afraid if they kick him out, the tabloids will say that they must have been having an affair while he was staying there. Yeah, you know, Elsie Kentworthy will be there with her eggs up her ass and <laughs> be the first one to fucking have a say about it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so it just interesting. Yeah, it bothers me so much though that Clarice doesn't kick him the fuck out because I'm like, girl, if you're so upset about what's going on, remove the problem. Anyway. And you're so worried about it, but of course, of course, because this movie is sexist as fuck, they just blame Mia. They're just yes. like, well, Mia, you need to get your shit together. Well, Mia, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? It's like, hello, there's a man purposefully trying to seduce her, and then, I don't know, I guess, accidentally falls in love, whatever. Like, you know, there's he's a problem. Yes, exactly. My next thing is the giant penis-vagina euphemism that is in this movie. <gasps> When she's practicing shooting the arrows, and Nicholas comes along <gasps> to help her, and they reference Lauren. the mouth, he's touching her body, and then a stick goes Lauren. into a release. hole. Release. I, what he says, release. Yes, and then he asks her, how did that feel? And she says, wonderful. Are you, are you kidding me? That is a direct <laughs> sex euphemism. What? The fuck? How was Lauren, that? Lauren, I'm squirming. I'm squirming <laughs> in my bed right now, thinking about it. Like I have the laptop, like in my hands, right next to my face, because my legs were just squirming. Like <laughs> that. That moment is is outrageous. It's outrageous for the tone for the tone of the movie. It is, and it is long. It is a long scene. It is. It, it is takes quiet. like a full minute. Yeah. It takes a long time, and he, oh my, touch your, And, just, like, in it's, direct it's, view of her betrothed, of her, her fiancé, who could have easily just turned around and seen all of this happening, and been like, what the fuck? It's so... Outrageous. So outrageous. And it's like, 
there's a part in my in my soul that is like, yeah, I look forward to that scene. But also, realistically, oh, yeah. it's so inappropriate for a G-rated movie. Like, who approved that? <laughs> who approved that? But like, but like, be honest. I mean, I didn't, I didn't notice it until yeah, when we were kids, we didn't know because we hadn't had recently. the sex talk yet. Yeah, you know, like, our moms were watching that with us, and we're, like, probably horny as fuck watching it. Like, <gasps> oh, my God. I don't want to envision that at Think all. Think about I'm not, it. I'm put- no, no, no. I'm pushing that thought bubble away. Get away from me. Oh, my God. Next. Next. Next, like, spicy hot take slash I have some notes. Um, Paolo. So, I discussed this in the first part of this movie series in the Princess Diaries episode. Where I said mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense why they hired Paolo to help her with her look for the ball after he had ratted her out to the paparazzi. It right. doesn't. It right. doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Um, no sense. So why do they hire him for this movie? It's one of the moments in the movie where they're clearly just trying to reuse the old jokes from the first one, and it's tacky and it's lazy, and I fucking hate it. I hate that he's in. It is lazy. Like the moment is funny when he goes like, uh, "Make all the boy moves go wha." Oh, I forgot that. <laughs> oh, oh wait, I forgot a few of my quotes earlier. Oh goodness! I just realized I had a couple. I had the make all the boy moves go because that's one of my family. That's one of my family favorites. That's the one that gets my sister, my mom, and I on the floor laughing. Oh yes! And the other one yes. I have was Joe's. The maids know everything. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, always but, uh, Joe's. But yeah, I just hate that they invite Paolo again for this movie, even though his line is hilarious. It technically makes no sense to. Well, the and he's line. there for such a short period of time when, like realistically, your hair and makeup artist, you plan that shit of what yeah. you're going to look, of what it's going to be on your wedding day. Like, it is a, it is a process. So, you're right. It's just lazy and, and he, it's not even worth him being there because it's so short. He just comes in and you're like, okay, hi, okay, bye. I don't know. Yes. Exactly. And, wait, I would love to hear you, I would love to hear your perspective on this. His ladies, his helpers, mm-hmm. the blonde and the brunette girl, they're dressed like, Pro- prostitute not and, and not uh, even like uh, in a way they're just they're dressed they're dressed like no but i mean like they're dressed like the in porn like the massage ladies that come in and then they disrobe their like little mini dress kimono and or whatever and then they're like giving a blowjob you know what i'm talking about i don't watch <laughs> porn that much i'm just saying like i'm just saying like a stereotype a stereotype I don't like it. I don't like his little and how they like kiss him on the cheek and then he kisses. He also them. commits. I don't know. It's just weird. He also commits worker abuse by spraying one of them in the face just because she says something that he doesn't like, and then that kissing too. Him with, that like, too. Like that's literally work. Like that's abuse. Like what the fuck? Like the whole that yeah. whole situation just has always skeeved me out, and I was curious how you. Felt oh yeah, about I hate it. his character. No, 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 no. He's like he he's kind of like secretly a literal worst for me nomination. Yeah. <laughs> Not so secretly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last one, the last I have some note is, and this is more of like a question for you for us to discuss. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Mia's mm-hmm. wedding dress? Like, what do you think of her wedding dress? Oh, I liked it. It was a little too much lace for me. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. in the veil, like I, I like yeah. Everything the veil was from, a like, lot. The it's really just the veil. I think if I think about first first immediate reactions of something that I didn't like. It just, it dated it. It, like, me, it really, it was like they were trying to do two two different things, like a modern look and a, and a classic look. Traditional, yeah, thank you. Traditional look. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I, I like what it does to her shoulders. It gives her this beautiful, like, queenly, like, presence. 
that really mm. like it make it really changes her look I think in a great way in that moment mm-hmm. uh I don't like that I don't remember seeing like any jewelry on her which I feel like definitely mm-hmm. there could have been more jewels um I also yeah, not nothing. I'm not really She's a fair. fan of lace when it comes to dresses um I think or like Specifically, I'm very, very, very picky about lace for wedding dresses. Like, super picky. Yeah. It's rare when I like a, a lace pattern for a wedding dress. So hers, uh-huh. I wasn't a big fan of. It was a little too busy, a little too traditional for my taste. It was too busy, and I just, especially the veil, like, Anne Hathaway has a stunning face. She has big yeah. features. Oh my god, yeah. And I just, I just felt like, yeah, it was distracting. And the fact know. that the only detail on the dress is that, like, lace cover for her shoulders, and then... The rest of the dress is just, like, satin, I guess. But it's, like, this weird so A plain. shape that's super plain that I was, like, they could have made her look like a fucking princess. And this... They really could have. Looks they, like a why, hand-me-down that's why the veil dress. Comes, yes, then that's why the veil comes to mind is because it's so busy and everything else is just kind of, like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, so... Those, <laughs> Lame. Yeah, but those are my... I have some notes, so... Woo! Uh, now we move on to... Look sp- at us. Yeah, I know, right? We are at uh, almost almost two hours. Woo! Uh, now we move Boom. into spicy hot takes. Spicy hot That's a spicy hot take. That's spicy. Which, mm. uh, I have, I had exactly five, which I was like, oh, yay, I did it. Like, I actually followed the rules for once. <laughs> uh, you did it within the ten pages of notes. Yeah, within ten pages, I only had five. Because I felt like the... My major opinion of the movie is a spicy hot take, so it's hard to find the specific things that I had problems with. Other yes, than just well, in that's general, why I feel like half of the movie, half my notes. I feel like half the things I just said were spicy hot takes. So it may yeah, be, me too. But do you know. do you want to go? Uh, we'll go back and forth. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? No, you go first. Okay, my first one. I've kind of mentioned this before, but like. I wrote, she's going to run a country she's never lived in. I'd be mad too. <laughs> like, that's my most, that's my biggest takeaway, is that she's, like, not even from this country. She's only related by me. And this is a problem with monarchies in general. It is absurd that we just let people run countries because they magically were born into this family. Like, it really is. There is it no really person is. who was born that is that par- powerful from birth, naturally. Like, that is insane that they don't have to work for no. it. No. So, her magically getting this opportunity is insane. Magically? Magically. Like, yeah, if she hadn't been born, they would have gone to somebody else. And so, like, she literally right. is like, it's magic that she gets to be a queen. And it's absurd. Right. And she de- definitely doesn't deserve it. And I also would have been on the side of probably Nicholas getting it, to be honest. Yes. Because at yes. least he was from yes. the country. And at no. least he's, like, studied it. And, like, all she did was, like, a four-year just, college yeah, degree. Especially like, if he's when, older. Yeah, especially if he's older. Like, he's been doing this. Like, he's been training for this probably his entire life. Versus Mia, who only found out when she was 16. And has been doing it for approximately... Right. Has been studying for approximately five years. And only really studying probably yeah. in the summers... When she goes and visits her grandmother and lives there for, like, three months. And that's it. So, like, okay. technically it's only added up to maybe one and a half years of training. And then what did she study in college? We don't even know what she studied in college. We did don't she... even know. Okay, that's kind of part of my spicy hot take is that is that she's she's 21 and she's, A, uh, uh, training to get married and training for the throne. That's what, I, that's what my note. So this is kind of like one and the same. But it's just, you. Ha- it makes no sense that, like, we don't even know what she studied. Okay, forget the degree. Okay, well, why did you go to college? You don't want to do anything with that degree? Okay, you just want to 
go to fly back to Genovia right after and run a country? Question mark. Like, don't you want to? I don't know. Travel or live your life or it just this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Uh, What's your next one? What's your question? Oh well, that was that was kind of my first one. Was the was the I wrote Mia is legit twenty one and she gets married, which I know twenty one year olds get married, but it just. I guess this goes back to, like, when you were saying her behavior uh, angers or, you know, is, is outrageous in this movie. It's like, because she is so young. Like, I think there's so much growth that happens post-college, like, fast. Like, fast growth mm-hmm. of, like, just shit. And I think you would agree of just, like, a sh- that shit changes. Um, and she's just still so young. Okay, next hot take. The guy during Parliament... Um, Who's the guy that's the twin? Oh, Jerry Dean. <laughs> Jerry and Dean. Jer- yeah, so, I think um, Dean is the architect. Jerry is the one who's on in Parliament. Jerry. Okay, Jerry. I didn't, I don't know if he's fully to blame, but in that scene, when they're discussing um, who's next in line for the throne, mm-hmm. and and Julie Andrews makes the point of like. The, the, it gets brought up. It's like, okay, wait, Mia needs to be married. And someone, it's either Julie Andrews or someone makes a counter argument. And they're like, oh, well, like, we haven't, uh, so-and-so wasn't married. Or, like, a man doesn't have to be married. Someone makes the, the reasonable counterintuitive argument. And then fucking Jerry is the one that brings up the marriage law. And I wrote this down. I was like, I was like, who is this? Or I said, oh, the guy who points out the marriage law in Parliament is a little bitch that tattletales when someone copies homework. Like, he's the one. He is the one that, like, brings it up. He draws attention to the whole thing. He's like, oh, but (laughs) ring-a-ding-ding, the marriage law. So I blame him. Hot take. Fuck him. That's my hot take. I actually have a similar kind of spicy hot take that I'm about to mention about Parliament, too. Kind of a (gasps) two-parter. Tell. One, the guy who says that that law has been around for 300 years and so it must be upheld and says the 30 days rule. And then at the wedding, comes right back around and says that, of course, she doesn't have to get married. Like, I like change, blah, 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 blah. One, that dude Mm. does not exist. That is impossible for his character from one day to the next to say, yeah, she has to get married. And then magically at the wedding says, yeah, no, that's, that's, no, no, you don't have to. It's fine. Um, that's so unrealistic. I hate that they picked his character to do that. I think it's insane. (laughs) Um, huge pet peeve of mine in this movie. And then, but the part two of this, there is no way they would have let her off the hook. They definitely would have made her get married. Are you kidding me? Looking at like the abortion rights fight that we're going through in this country right now. And that, um, Arkansas just banned, um, uh, yep. procedures for transgender youth. Yep. Um, it is so, of course they would have made her marry in an arranged marriage. Of course they would have. This You don't think, though, in that moment with all the media watching? No, of course they the would have made her. On. No, 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 because they would have been like, well, you didn't do a good job at finding a husband. And they would have, either they would have made her give up the throne or get married right then and right now. If So if she was saying in that moment, like, no, I'm not going to marry him. They would have been like, okay, well, time's up. We're giving it to Nicholas. Right. And they would have passed it off to right. Nicholas. There's no way they would have let her be queen without getting married. But, Are like, you what if Mia? Me? What if Mia was like, well, like, let's say they did they, they did do that. They, like, didn't honor uh, her wishes and was like, sorry, giving it to Nicholas. But Nicholas, but Nicholas doesn't want it. Then they would have so given it to the Trotskys. Would Deborah know? The, no, oh, the, 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 the Trotskys. The Trotskys, literally. <laughs> they said, they make that joke. 
that they're like, who's next in line? The Trotskys? And then they go, we accept! <laughs> Which is my favorite line it's, in the movie. Oh shit, that's a quote. That was one of my quotes. That was one of my quotes, That was too. one of my quotes. Oh, I forgot. We accept. Yes. And we then, accept. It's not, he goes, it's not your turn. Sit down. Yeah. And then it's I Jerry. Love, and it's then I, Jerry that says that. And then I love they get another line later where they, they're doing the eyes for the parliament. And then he goes, they stand up and he goes, I. And they're like, you're not in parliament. Sit down. And he goes, someday. Down. <laughs> I, love, I love them so much. They're my favorite, man. Um, I love them. So, yeah, I there's no way they would have let her off the hook for that. That is my super spicy hot take when it comes to that whole scenario. Of course they would yes. have made her get married or they would have given it to somebody else. Okay. No, that's my spicy yeah, hot take. Yeah, you're right. No. What's your next one? Um think I think we barely talked about it a sec or uh, a while ago, but and you it's it's regarding Lady Alyssa and Andrew. I know that like there are moments that I I'm or in the end of the movie, I'm glad that they are together and the, I'm glad they have each other and it makes like a lot of the other bullshit that happens at least have some redeeming qualities. But during the parade, when they like it hasn't it's still fairly in the middle of the movie or fairly early on. I don't I don't remember. Maybe it's towards the end of the movie. But they're sitting together and it's like this brief like flash to them and there hasn't been much like flirtation. The fountain scene hasn't happened yet. Like all of that stuff hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And so just the fact that like, if you think about it logically, I don't know, this just stood out to me. Like they're, they don't really know each other. There's, there's already, there's some weird flirtation going on. Why are they sitting together? Why are they sitting like knee to knee beaming and smiling at each other? And the fact that no one thinks to question it, I don't know. Just the fact that like he is, he is Andrews, the betrothed to Mia. Mm-hmm. I just find it, like, odd that he's sitting next to, like, hot, cute, like, busty-boobed Lady Alyssa, and no one thinks anything of it whatsoever. And no one, and it's not, it's one of those uh, plot lines in the movie that's never verbalized I guess because I guess because he's marrying into the crown instead of the crown being his, so they're not paying as much attention to him. Like... They rather, they, I mean, we literally had Girls Gone Wild, like, as a show. Right. But we don't have Boys Gone Wild. So, like, it just goes to show that people care more about women committing problems. I mean, look at, like, the Britney Spears documentary. We, people are entertained more by women failing than men failing because men fail consistently more often than women do. And so, and whatever it takes to bring women down and make us seem less than is what the media would I just like. wanted them to explore... Yeah, I wanted them to explore that that area of the plot a little bit more. Or at least, like, from Andrew's perspective of, like, what is really going on there? I just think there was room for either some more explanation or some more drama. I don't know. I wish they I wish they had gone into that, their, their relationship and chemistry a little bit more. But maybe it wasn't necessary. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what's my next one? Let's see. Uh, Oh, okay. So this I've kind of hinted at. This movie has way too many characters. Um, in the first, in the first movie, it's pretty like straightforward. You know, we have Mia and her mom. We have her best friend, the love interest. We have, we do have Jeremiah, who's kind of just thrown in there for no fucking reason that he definitely didn't need to be in the movie. (laughs) We have her, we have her bad boy interest. That is problematic. We have the mean girl at school, which is like classic Disney. There's always the bad boy that right. like nobody is rooting for that, of course, the girl likes. And then we have the girl who yep. actually likes that boy who is a fucking bitch. Uh, we have the school mm-hmm. principal. We have the neighbor. We have Clarice. We have Joe. We have Charlotte. Boom. That's the movie. Like, 
That's pretty easy. That's like, what, ten characters or something that I just counted off? Right. Like, pretty straightforward. Right. This movie. <clears throat> we have, <laughs> out of all of the people who actually get, like, kind of storylines or, like, kind of some kind of arc, we have Mia. We have Queen Clarice. We have Chris Pine. We have Andrew. We have Lily. We have, um, uh, uh Amelia, uh, one of the ladies' mates. We have Br Bridget and Brigida. Brigitte and Brigida. We have Raven Simone. We have the so Screaming Guard. <laughs> we have the Staff Guard. We have Maurice. We have Fat Louie. Don't forget the animals because they get half of the screen time. We Half the screen time. We have um, one of the other ladies-in-waiting who's kind of like a clipboard girl who's just kind of magically there all the time like with a clipboard for some reason. Um, yes. We have Elsie Kens um, Elsie Penworth or whatever. Kent Kentworth. Um, we have the uncle, the evil uncle. We have his housemaid. We have all <laughs> of the people from Parliament. We have all of them. All, all of them. Of There's them. literally like five of them who are all featured. We have a random set of twins in the movie. It is. <laughs> I think I just listed like 20 people and that's not ever. Oh, we have Lionel. There's so many fucking people in this movie. It's ridiculous. Yes. And it is just yes. way too fucking many. Like, what? Yeah. So that's right. just, I have a complaint with that. That Like, I like small cast movies. I mean, I talked about it with like my When Harry Met Sally episode. Like, when a movie is only like four or five people, those are, you tend to be my favorites because it's so much easier to like follow along it is so much easier to enjoy those special moments there's way more character development for everybody involved right it's better right. written it's better directed it's better in like almost every regard possible right and then we have movies like this who have 20 people for no fucking well, reason well that's uh, you're right and that's probably it's probably along with the myriad of other issues it probably contributes heavily to just the con the confusion of so many different plot points in the yeah. movie because there's just so much going on. And I think about, like, Gary Marshall going from, like, Pretty Woman to this movie. Pretty Woman has, like, four characters. And now this movie has, like, 20. And I'm like, dude, right, what happened to your formula? <laughs> like, and I know he likes hiring his friends, but I'm just like, dude, you have too many friends. They're acquaintances. Right. They're not friends. <laughs> Please. We have Paolo. We have so many people. We have, <laughs> we have so many people in this goddamn movie. Drives me nuts. Anyway, woo. Okay, that was my spicy. That was one of my no, spicy. Oh, you're so right. Ah, what's your next one? <laughs> I feel like I honestly feel like I said half my spicy hot takes in my notes accidentally because oh, that's, that's fine. I'm. I might. I may have mixed them all up. As, oh, it's all good. Two became one. <laughs> Um, I have, I'm trying to see. No, please. I know. I know you have plenty. I have only so like if... two more. Actually, I feel like. Oh, actually, no. I think I finished too because I already mentioned. Did you? The guy wouldn't have seconded the motion. You know, like he definitely would have made her marry. And then the other one right. I already mentioned when I complained about Mia as the little worst. I wrote like Mia is such mm -hmm. a child, and I already said that with the little the literal worst. So I'm actually done. Um, that was it. Yeah, I'm going through my notes. I'm I'm making sure I didn't miss anything. Hold up. Blah, blah. Sensitive. Blah, 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 blah. No. Yay. Okay. I think Woo. we did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> now we move on. But also, I just, just have to say disclaimer, as much as, as much as I bash the strange plot points, this still is one of my favorite all-time movies ever, obviously. I'm now probably to going to jokingly refer to this movie. You know how sometimes we all like watching bad movies like Twilight or something, just because like, it's kind of fun to watch yes. a bad movie? Just out of, like, you know, just, like, a way to, like, relax, you know? 
Um, yes. Or watching bad TV, you know, reality TV or whatever. This movie, I think, might become my new, like, bad movie movie. Where, like, Ooh, when I just okay. want to be able to, like, relax and watch something really easy that I don't have to pay attention to, that doesn't really, like, matter, won't, like, stimulate me in any way, you know, I can just, like, kind of put right. it on, whatever. I think this will start becoming my go-to. That's such a good point. Or, like, I, I think there's a reason I watched it when I wanted to, like, feel, like, laugh at stupidity the other night and, like, have an edible. <laughs> like, I had never, like, used this movie for that purpose before. And once I did, I was like, oh, this feels good and I'm going to do this again. <laughs> like, it's this, just, it's, it's, it's a good one for stuff like this that. This is definitely one of the best movies to get high slash drunk for. It is. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Drinking games. Oh, my God. Oh, this movie had, could have games so many. Game. I'll come up with a drinking game for this movie. There's so many options. What? There's so many options yeah. that just came to mind. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got this. I'm going to write one for the podcast. Um, <laughs> and now we reach the ironic question of the podcast of should this be remade? And so now I'm so excited to share my thoughts on the third movie because I think Please. I can predict exactly what the storyline is going to be. Here we go. Oh, I want to hear. Okay. It is 18 years later after her coronation. Her mm-hmm. and Chris Pine got married and had a daughter. Chris Pine tragically died like King Rupert. May he rest in peace. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) She has a daughter who has just reached of age, either 16 or 18. And probably 16, because that would be the same age that Mia had to decide whether to take over the throne. Uh And her daughter Uh doesn't want to take over the throne, just like Mia didn't want to. And we have to see her daughter and Mia come to the reckoning of, do we give up the line of the throne to a different family to pursue other (sighs) dreams? Or do you follow your duty and your destiny and become a queen become a princess i think that's gonna be the premise of the movie bam done mic drop it's the most like simple explanation that like you don't have to bring back chris pine because i doubt he'd sign on you don't have to bring i know he's not going to so i'm i'm glad you had a reason for him not being there because he's not going to be there and i don't know what the reason is but he will not be when i thought of it today i was like oh that's fucking genius because now it makes sense too if he died like young Mia grew up without her father because of the distance and like they just agreed he wouldn't be involved in her life and he just recently died. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense if like maybe her daughter also didn't grow up with her father. And so Mia has been having to play like both of these roles just like her mom had to. It'd be like such classic Disney parallels that make so much sense for a Disney movie. Wait, what if like Chris Pine ran away with someone though? I want to, I want to see Nicholas like. You want to see him be like a douche, huh? I do. I don't know why. <laughs> why? I don't That's know horrible. why. He's not that bad. He's not that bad, but I just feel like this movie needs a little, I don't know, a little spice. I also, this just crossed my mind, and tell me your thoughts on this. Because it's been so long since these character, these actors, like Anne Hathaway has played this character, and she has, I just, part of me thinks it is too long that, like, the Mia that we know will be a very, very, two different Mia. She's going to be In Clarice. the third movie. She's going to be Clarice, I think. She's going to be no. more stiff, more, like, she's accepted her duties to the country and has realized that, like, I think she's, like, settled into it. Maybe she'll have a fling with her own security guard. That could be fun. But her she has being, her own job. her being Mia, like, Mia being Mia and quirky and contradictory to a traditional, uh, throne queen you know persona yeah is the whole shtick of well, the movie like, actually, the whole shtick of the series i actually just thought of another angle they could do too we could still see mia being a fuck up and that's could what could scare her daughter away from being queen because we see mia being ridiculed Ooh, by the media like extremely <gasps> like super extremely yes. 
being being hurt by the media and we could see her daughter going through that turmoil of like how am I supposed to do this if my own mother is like being tormented by them wait that could be a cool angle especially with everything especially with everything covering the the British family I feel like I feel like they might do that that's probably already written that could be cool I could (sighs) I could totally see that do you think I'm surprised they haven't made a musical of this series uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that is in the Disney vault. Like, if they've had people who have come forward to write it. Or if they've done workshops, secret workshops or something. This would be, I think actually the right. first movie would be a pretty good musical. Um, yeah. I actually think it would be a really good musical. Um, I could totally I see that Lily. working. You would be such a good Lily. You would make her likable. <laughs> I just want to be Lily. Because she's so not likable. <laughs> oh my god, but you would I be think, amazing, I Lily. think, I think... I think I like her a little bit, I dislike her a little bit less than you do, but I, I, I definitely, because I think growing up, she was one of my favorite characters, and then when ah. I became an adult, I was like, oh, wait, Ugh. these things I don't like about you, but I still just love her, I love her, her place in the movie. I've had too many friends like her who aren't really friends, um, <laughs> they just like to tell you what to do because you're a pushover. And I've just permanently cut out all of those people from my life. <laughs> and so when I watch her in these, in the first movie specifically, in the second movie, she's a lot better. But in the first movie in particular, she's so unlikable. It drives me nuts. I'm just like, poor yeah. Mia. When Mia's crying in the car from Lily attacking her, verbally attacking her. That was I. Awful. That's unfor- unforgivable. Like those are, that's literally happened Unfor- to Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Yeah, that's literally happened to me with other friendships, and I've officially just chopped Aww. those people off from my life because it's just like that's it. Like you can't come back from like making your best friend yeah, cry no. like that. Like how the fuck do you come back from that? No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Makes sense. Hello. <laughs> it's what it's late. It? It's okay. It's almost eleven thirty. By the time we're finished, makes makes sense, especially if you have that personal connection to it as well. Yeah. Um, wait, wait. Big question then: Will Lily be in this third movie? She has to be. It's been so long, though, I think, since she's been in projects. I don't know if she would want to. Um, I mean, I would yeah, like her to. Her I think out. most people would want her to. But. I would, I too. Know. She'd be like Auntie Lily. Like, she definitely God, wouldn't Auntie have Lily. kids. She would definitely She'd be, like, be like much bigger in the movie if she was in it. Oh, yeah. And she's married to Kip. Oh, Actually, my God. I would love if Kip, Kip came back. Because maybe they're married and, like, they never had kids and they're just, like, kind of weird and quirky together. I'd be, I'd be into that. Oh, yeah. She's still working. It's, like, mostly, like, B-movie stuff, it looks like. Nothing that crazy. Nothing that, like, out there. Um, but she's still technically working. Um, I don't know. I would be so down for her to be in it. And her being, like, Aunt Emily, uh, Aunt Lily and seeing, like, maybe the daughter having a very close connection with her and, like... Liking her. Oh, yeah. That would be really cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, or I'm like, down. like, ooh, ooh, here's a plot. Ooh. Like, them, her, the daughter having a closer relationship with Lily than Mia. Like, mama drama. Mama daughter drama. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Her, the like, conf- Her, like, confiding. Yes. Like, her, like, confiding in Lily with stuff about the crown. And then, like, Lily, like, keeps it from Mia. And then, like, they have a riffraff in their friendship. Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right, well, I'm excited for the third movie nonetheless. Hopefully it's not that bad. Um, hopefully. Pray yeah, to God I it's hope. not bad. Um, but 
we'll see when it comes out. We'll see with COVID, you know, how much that got delayed or whether whether yeah, right. Julie will be involved at all or not. But, um, oh. yeah, that's everything. So thank you, Emma, for coming on the Julie. show. It was so nice to have you on. Thank you for having me. Oh, I was so honored. And this was such a, I'm so glad we talked about this movie. I love it. Seriously, this was, this was great. And I love that we've now, I've finally done a sequel on this show, which is great. Cause now I'm, I have yes. so many sequels in mind that I want to talk about. So yes. Oh my God. That you have so, so many fun. options. Yeah. Oh my God. So many. So this was so much fun. Thank you for coming, coming on. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. If you like listening, it really helps with, um, numbers, getting advertisers, that kind of thing. So I'd really appreciate it if you click the subscribe button. If you really love the show, please rate and review because I also love to read your kind words and feedback. Follow us on Instagram at please don't remake this. Every now and then I post some cool, fun shit that's just like a good time, sticker competitions, that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, I think that's everything. I hope you tune in next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>